It's Jax. What up, Dallas? Let's go. Martin Luther had a dream, but Freddy Krueger had a Ruger. X Malcolm hopped the picture, so now we back to the future. Now we back to these losers embracing death like they used to. Poking out they just, but listen, son, now you leaking that future. Huh? So who's the shooter? Hum, is it your man? Or was it a fan? Or was it a stand? Huh? Pop would beg to differ. In hindsight, I bet you he said he was not a nigga. Plus Biggie Smalls was just minding his business, yo. Smoking an optimal. Somebody got to drop the homie Biggie. He's got to go. And they couldn't stop it, no, I wish that they could Yeah, the world needs change, but man, I wish that we would So out a long frown, a man home from a four pound His blood ripples on the floor from the war sound His mama sitting at the wake, hoping the Lord's found Another dead, another gone now, damn George Elliott said that it's best to be what you want to be. Fucking do what you want to do. So I do what I want to do. Bet you did it to floss. Bitch, I did what I wanted. Bet you did it and lost. Bitch, I did it and won it. Shit, I'm never coming back. Listen, I just want to rap. Gee, I told y'all all of that. On about a dozen tracks. I don't give a fuck. I just, I just, I just want to rap. Spitting fire on this track. Like a fucking thundercat. Plus this mic is bleeding. Roll ho. This shit is a no-no. Rolling in that low-low. Plus I'm from that ball. Need a folk, folk, smoking on my logo. Ready for the woe, and we so so silly with the flow. Somebody got a bobo. Heard the lanes, and I swear they so so. Too much love for the fame, just to go broke. You said that I had the rap game and the show card. No one's like I got the whole world on the rope. Don't gotta think a damn dog, you crazy. Is he the next Jay Z? My crystal ball is hazy, but I don't know. Maybe. All right, so we're gonna. Back on. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I, 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 the, the, the music just stopped right here, so we'll fix that in post. Uh, <laughs> 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 Welcome to the. Music. So, so obviously already, already that tells me, see, I wasn't even trying to have a show like this today. I was trying to have a nice, respectable show, but, um, apparently we're not even going to have that. We're going to have to, uh, cut the intro into, in the post because the music stopped with 15 seconds left. I'm like, I'm warming up. I'm turning my mic I'm off. Jamming. I'm jamming. Oh, I'm jamming. Yeah. I'm getting my going. And I'm like, no, and they're like, just snatch it away from me. Like, no, we're not doing that today. We're not going to have you <laughs> have that joy. We're going to, we're going to snatch it away from both of you guys. So, um, that really threw me off. Well, dude, it threw me off. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Yo, I, if you don't understand, like, I said this before, like I played the entire intro for the insanity check, and I know that's not something that they tell you to do. Like any any other like when it comes mm. to podcasting, video, anything they tell you, make your intro as short as possible. Here's the thing though, when the intro knocks though, you play it. You gotta kinda play it, right? And so I played the entire intro on the insanity check and I can't help myself. And um yeah, so uh they, when it gets cut off, like I gotta like I gotta fix that now. I gotta go back and put that whole thing in. In post because um you can't we just can't we can't we can't we can't live like that anyway so um anyway folks welcome back to the insanity check second insanity check of 2018 and I'm here you've heard the voice you know this man you've heard him every week with me either on a character corner Super Tuesday recap or on his own show unanimous decision sports show on the NPR network I'm a man deep palm what's going on man this week's not my fault like I'm not wearing this week like, no. <sighs> It's been a, look, look. So I know a lot of people think I'm going to come on here. We're going to troll about a certain something that happened on Monday. I'm, I got to tell you, man. I have not talked to you since then, like, like over, <laughs> over the air. <laughs> over the air. Here, you want to know why? Because dog, like, I felt bad. I, I, because uh, I was talking to Susan. I was like, yeah, I got this handshake and she goes, you know what? When you were going, when, when the game was happening Monday, I know you weren't looking at your phone that much, but Chris was legitimately worried about you. No. 
I was. I I started off like, hmm, they're winning, they're up, and I'm like, I like I had. I had every thought because I, I I know you. I have every thought in my head. Like at halftime, going, they should be up way more right now. This Yo, is not. This is it. not going good. Oh, this is not good. Like this is like I felt more nervous about this than the Atlanta Falcons thing. Like the the Super Bowl. I'm like, this is worse. I'm like, because at any point, Alabama will Alabama. So you need to like be up like a hundred. The craziest shit is they Alabama by doing not Alabama shit. They pulled right. a freshman off the bench. <laughs> That's not Alabama shit, right? Right. No, we broke the matrix. The matrix is like, oh right, that is a flaw. Reconfigure what? <laughs> what the re- fuck? Re- recalculating. <laughs> we finally killed it, and it just reformed itself. Right. Cal- recalculating. Like what the fuck, man? Man, it's all it was. I I saw that, and I saw that, and I was like, you got to be fucking like. I'm like, you've got to be shitting me. Like, it's just how the fuck. <laughs> you know, honestly, and I talked about it on um, the, the the emergency podcast I did Tuesday. <laughs> and I'm talking about it this week on the Unanimous Decision podcast, which is going to drop Monday morning. But um, it was like watching a car crash in the slowest motion possible. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, like you like, so I'm a seasoned Georgia fan. The dude sitting to my right. He, sw- he was a Georgia athlete. He was a swimmer at Georgia. The guy to his right was my left tackle at Columbia. He's actually my guest tomorrow on the show. And, like, we, I, I think it was after after Georgia got the pick, everyone went nuts. And then the next play, Fromm threw a pick, a dumb pick, a freshman pick. Right. And I, was just, and I sat. I was like, well, here it comes. <laughs> you were prepared. <laughs> And I want to be real. I'm going to talk about this tomorrow too. But there was a, there were two fathers and sons in front of me who were Alabama fans, and like, I'm happy they got to experience that with their with their sons. It's very nice for them. I'll kick a nine year old. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> but it, I, did, I went that very quick. I did not kick a nine year old. But it could happen. It's it's in your DNA. It, I didn't know. I didn't know I had it in me. <laughs> it I, I was in front of some pieces of myself coming to that stadium. I didn't know I had inside. Oh man, I'm telling you, man. I'm watching the thing going. I'm like, oh, like again. It's one of those things where you're just like, damn it, not again. Like I, I'm like, I. This is one of those ones. I legitimately was like. I can't even have fun with this one. This is not even. You know, I sit there and go, it's not not against fucking again. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. It's too, it's too perfect. It's like, this is literally the universe conspiring against you. Show. All right. I'm just saying, I just had to get it out of the way um, and say that I, I feel for you. And um, yeah, let's, let's talk about some other stuff. Cause this week has been crazy. It started off kind of, like, what the fuck? And it still ended with a what the fuck, but a good what the fuck. Um, if you're listening to this now, uh, hopefully you got your tickets for the DC uh, viewing for Black Panther. Yo, they are sold out. The <laughs> they are sold out. And they are not existing anymore. How many seats were there? Out of curiosity. Um, we have a 105 seat theater now. I didn't put God all 100. On, I didn't put all 105 up because. You know, we're doing It's Us, it's Where's My 40 Acres, a couple other shows, uh, like uh, Three Fifths Podcast. So it's like, I guess, four or five of us, uh, different shows. And so we definitely had to set aside some tickets uh, right. for everybody. But still, that at least half the tickets were on sale. We put at least 50. Like, that's absurd. Like, I when I got this theater and I set this up, I asked them for, I said, how, they asked us how many people are going to come. I'm like, 
I'm like, fuck it, let's go big. Because I was going to go. So we have some theaters around here. For, uh, they're like landmark theaters. And they, they're more adult. They're, they're, they're smaller theaters. They, um, they actually have full bars in them. It's like an intimate viewing setting. Right. And I'm like, yo, let's go. For, let me try to go for that. So I reached out to them about if we can do that. And they were like, well, sorry, uh, we do not do uh, private viewing. So I'm like, so let me tell this straight. Uh, if I buy out a theater, you're going to tell me no. All right, fuck you then. All right, cool. Whatever. Like, it, it always, <laughs> it, it, always it, it blows my mind when I hear people turn down money. You know? Yeah. It's just like, so, money. No, right. Thank so, you. so I'm telling well, you that when I say we're going to do this, like, I'm basically, cause that's what, cause when I hit up, so I hit up Regal Cinemas, right? They actually have, they're a, but first of all, they're a bigger chain and they had a process. I emailed them and I'm thinking to myself, well, that, if, if the lower one said no, this one probably be even harder. Your God, it's like, Hey, we're really excited you want to do this. Cause I hit them up in the beginning of December. Like, it's a little early for that now, but we'll put you on the waiting list and we'll let you know when it happens. Here's what the price is going to be at the buyout the entire theater. How many, how many seats do you want? I'm like, shit, they made it fucking easy. So I was like, so, they do this. Right. So I'm like, all right, cool. Well, let me, let me, let me figure out. So that's, that was a small intimate setting. Cause I knew we can get like 50 people. Oh, let's go big. Let me go for a hundred. Right. And they were like, well, we have a 105 seat theater. You got to buy it all out. And I'm like, fuck it. All right. Well, let's do it. Let's hopefully I'll be able to cover. Yeah. That wasn't a fucking problem. <laughs> like, I'm just like, I was, I was sitting at my desk. I was like, do I put the post up before it goes for sale? I don't want people to go there and say, can't get on. Like, well, I'll just put up, I put up 10 minutes early. Like people can see the post, hopefully get there in time. And then by the time I checked back in the post, all I see is other posts couldn't get mine all sold out. What happened to this? Why'd it go down? So I'm like, wait, wait, what? Yeah. I, I, 105, 100, It never occurred to me to like have to watch it by the minute. Yeah. I literally had a meeting at 12 at work. So I left, I, I walked out real early to go get quote unquote water. And I went back to my seat to check to make sure the ticket sales were going. I went back, I sat down, and I think it was like 12.05, between 12.05 and 12.10, and it said sold out. And I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. So I went and looked. It was like, glitch. Look, look. So people bought the, cause I, I use brown paper tickets as a ticket processor. People bought tickets so fast that at one point, it said sold out, but it said 33 out of 40. And I was like, wait a minute. That doesn't make sense. We have, we have more tickets on sale than that. And it's like, what the fuck's going on? I come back later on and find out that what it was, it just, people had, it already, it had kept up with how many people had bought the tickets, but they hadn't had their name, their, their time to fill up their names yet. Like, <laughs> like people bought tickets that fucking fast. So, um, all right. So here's the thing. If you miss the screener, there's two, two, we have two, couple options for you. First, um, we did set aside some tickets, so so every show that's involved uh, will be able to hand out tickets. So make sure you're following uh, Where's My Forty Acre, Three Fifths, uh, Fusebox Radio, Cooking Lagoon, and we will be. And I might still have two for myself. I'm not sure if MTR Network has any left, but if we do, we'll we'll give them out. So there's at least <clears throat> a total, I think, ten tickets still floating out there that will be given away for giveaways to fans of shows stuff like that. So make sure you follow everybody. They might have contests and things like that. Um, also, if you're not in the D.C. area, but you're on the West Coast and you're in California, in L.A., uh, those tickets are still on sale. So that's still out there. Um, so go out there and get them. Those tickets, they're a little bit more expensive, but there's, they, they have some more special prizes and things going out going on out there in L.A. So you guys get a little bit more special stuff. Uh, the other thing, too, if you just can't get a ticket and there's no tickets available, what I suggest is... Uh, go see if you can find the the movie uh, around the same time as us. Watch it because we will be doing a meetup afterwards. Uh, I do not know the location of the exact location right now of the meetup, uh, but it will be around the area in DC. Like um, 
it, the we're at the Regal Cinema in in Chinatown, and so that's not too far from where we had NegroCon last year. It's not too far from the convention center. Like it's, it's literally by the Verizon Center. Like there's so much stuff around there. So we'll be around in that area, and we'll definitely be making an announcement of where we'll be going right after the screener. The screener I think ends at like two thirty three. So we'll be we'll be out uh, meeting fans and having drinks and things like that around that area at some point. We'll make sure to find once we narrow down. Uh, I haven't decided if I'm actually going to try to put some effort into organizing something or if I'm just going to say, hey, at this time, we'll be here at this bar. Come meet us. So um, I'm trying to figure that out right now because, honestly, organizing shit takes a lot of time. And it's hard. A lot of time. It's hard. I kind of want to just be like, I kind of want to hit the bar we're going to go to and be like, yo, just show up and be like, hey, we're here. So um, I'm going to figure that out and I'll let you guys know. But, um, again, I, I got to say, I am always, always humbled by the support we get and i know people go oh wow shouldn't we you know we guys were like like i don't think you guys understand what it's like on the other end <laughs> it's really hard to gauge support it right. is um like downloads are one thing you know and 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 those can be hectic and go over the place it's 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 really hard when you're just somebody on the other end of a microphone it's really hard to gauge support and and so you know I know that we do pretty well, even just from, look, we've had a really big, nice boon of people signing up for premium the last, I would say, month and a half. Like, we've been getting a lot of people out there, which, by the way, I just want to say, if you sign up for premium and somehow you did not get uh, your registration stuff, please email me, support at uh, mtrnetwork.net. Uh, there was something going on. I'm hoping it's fixed now. But uh, the automatic registration emails weren't going out, and I had to manually uh, create people's accounts, which I don't mind doing. It takes a few seconds but um make sure you email me and let me know and we'll get you set up for that um but like even that like people you know have signed up for more people have signed up for premium now and you know uh i've had people uh we're not doing the patreon anymore because once patreon pulled that one that that bullshit i don't want to deal with them doing it again and so they pulled it back and i'm like how, how can anyone trust the platform again? I, I don't and i don't and so i i I'd rather just do everything. Like I did it. I did it on Patreon because everybody's using Patreon. I feel like it was nice. But even then, most people just went through. It was harder for me. It was more work for me. You couldn't get the backlog of our of our old shows. You couldn't do it. It was just too much work. So, yeah, just come back and use it on our site. I control it. I see everything. I can handle that. I have to go through a third party. It's much easier for me. Um, but you know, I've seen people that are technically bigger than us, and you know, you can hide your number, how many supporters you have, stuff like that. But you know, our numbers and our support numbers are, are, are very similar to that. And that made me realize it's like, it's easy to have download numbers. It's easy to have people that will listen to your show. But when it comes to people that can actually support you, and this is something I, I talk about this with, with people like Rod all the time. Because, you know, Rod is the first one of us that really went out and, on you know, and technically had to, uh, went out there and started his you know, his premium service and took that leap. You know, everybody's been – a lot of us were talking about doing that and figuring out a way to do it. Rod's the first one that did it and kind of gave the rest of us confidence in doing that. And since then, you know, a lot of us have. And what I've seen is that we might not have the biggest fan bases compared to some other shows. Like, I know that I saw that BT now has a uh, – podcast they're doing like some social stuff so they have like a podcast best best podcast category and of course it's filled with nothing but people that have big corporate sponsorships and things like that but um when i look at the 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 the, the fan base we have around us <clears throat> i've seen shows that literally survive basically off of their fan base you know 
we have people that will email us and donate to us and um and 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 sign up for our premium stuff and support us and that's huge a lot of podcasts a lot of blogs they can't do that um and the fact that so many of us have fan bases that will do that we i'd rather i'd rather have a hundred fans that will financially support me when i need it than a million and none of them will drop a dime in my in, in my in my paypal link or anything like that so I I think that it's not just that we have fans, we have supporters, and and it always humbles me when you guys do something like this. Like you know, I, and I'm always I'm always shocked. Like the first time we did Awesome Con, I was like, oh wow, we we kind of did that. Second time we brought Rod, in, you know, the second time it's like, okay, we we're really doing okay. Third time we brought Rod and Karen in, and we did Negro Con, and I'm like, well, that's. You know, actually, second and third time we brought Rod and Karen in. I'm like, okay, well, you know, Rod and Karen, they're, they're, they're kind of mini celebrities, so I can see that. So we're kind of doing this, 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 this little showing here. I'm like, well, maybe we'll be able to get 100. We got barely got 100 left. No problem. <laughs> no problem. Like, it's, you know, it's, it's supporters, it's fans, it's listeners, it's family, it's friends. Like, it, it means a lot. It, it really, really does. And, um, you're the reason why we keep doing this. Like, I was telling uh, Deepon before we started. Like I always end everything. Anytime somebody asks me how I'm, how I am, I always end it with, um, and I'm tired, because <laughs> that's what it is. I'm just constantly tired. It just that's just the the state I live in. Like I have people who don't really understand what I do with podcasting and how much work I put into this and what goes on. They're always asking me. It's like, why are you so tired all the time? It's like because I work eight to ten hours in my regular job and then I come home and work another five to six sometimes like i'm getting maybe four hours of sleep a day like it is not unusual i think when we did um i did my we saw the commuter don't see that shit we saw the commuter on tuesday <laughs> and i did a review wednesday night edited it and got it up and thank god we didn't do a uh we didn't have super tuesday that week it starts up like this week god i'm like i'm excited for the show to come back but i'm also like fuck <laughs> just here we go damn it which, by the way, I got to talk to you about that because I think I, I have to go see a movie that night, and so we might have to, we might have to we'll delay the, we'll might, yeah, we we'll, we'll work something out. But um, yeah, so I did the did the review for the commuter, edited it up, put it up stuff stuff together. I didn't go to bed until one o'clock that night, and I had to turn around and woke up at five. So it's like I got four hours of sleep that night, and that's just what it is. And turn around and work the next day, and then drive out to work and do all this stuff and edit and get the clips out and do stuff like this. So it's just a lot. But knowing that we have supporters is what gives me motivation to do it. So. Again, just saying thank you to everybody who does that for us, and um, you can't wait. We're gonna keep doing it, and uh, like I said, we we do all this stuff for you guys, so it really, uh, really, really, um, really matters. So uh, enough of this happy shit. We're gonna get into some other stuff here. Um, somebody's asked me about comic book book clubs, so we haven't done one in a while, and you're right, we haven't. Uh, next month, I have to let the group know what the date is. I think it's gonna be the first weekend in February. We're gonna be doing Saga. We're going back to Saga because we kind of delayed it. Um, it's always weird doing comic book clubs around the end of the year because people have holidays, so we kind of just stopped doing them. Um, but we'll be back. I have a list. What I'm trying to do this year is make pick pick books that coincide with some of the other stuff that comes out because um, like movies and things like that. So here's my list. And Deep has not heard this list yet, so I'm I'm, I'm going to throw it out there. Y'all, you can hear my reaction. Like, I was. I was like, okay, this is another time to spring something on the podcast. Oh, yeah, no, I'm springing this on your podcast, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I already sprung something else on you, but I at least told you before. This one, I felt yeah. like, I was like, no, I'll see. I was going to do both of them. I was like, no, I'll 
wait. I'll see how he thinks. Because, you know, you're not always involved in these anyway. So it doesn't, it's not yeah, that big. You start to call them like, hey, Saga, that's not me. Yeah. <laughs> so like waiting once that I'm on. Right, 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 right. Um, so, <laughs> so February, we got Saga at the beginning. Um, I'm going to try to squeeze this one into February. It might be hard. But I would like to do, um, we've already done, uh, I think, the first, like, 24 issues of Priestess, uh, Critical Priestess. By Panther Run, I would like to go in now. I think we have enough issues now to go ahead and do the first few volumes of um, Coats. I'm in on that. And maybe throw in World of Wakanda. So, uh, uh, yeah. I, I feel like got to talk about it. Gotta, it's only six I issues. Love, it's, only I six. Love Wakanda. it's only six. It's only six. It wasn't very good. It's only six. It's not going to hurt. I know. Band-Aid. Band-Aid. <laughs> well, okay. Well, it was World of Wakanda. At least I didn't say Black Panther and the crew. Look, I mean, you can lie about it you have to. Like, I'll lie. I'm fine with it. I'll lie on on the air. We'll talk about um, it. March and April, depending on when we're going to do this one in there, because it also coincides with a, a comic book club that we're going to uh, a character corner we're going to do. Um, I want to go ahead and do the twelve issues of uh, Infinity Gauntlet. So, Ooh, yeah. So, All right. Yeah, I thought that. Would, I think that would be pretty nice yeah. one to do going into May. Yeah, if you will. yeah. So we're going to go ahead and do that. Uh, that that because uh, and we'll do that in April because uh, Infinity War comes out uh, the first weekend of May. Um, we're gonna talk about this later, but they moved Deadpool up, so I'm thinking that maybe we do Uncanny X Force again. We haven't, we didn't do the rest of it. We only did the first part. Let's do the rest of it. So I, we're gonna do the rest. I, I of it. Don't need to read that book. Right, and so uh, we'll throw in everybody. Deepom and I did the first thing. Nineteen. We'll bring in everybody else for the rest of them for Uncanny X Force. Um, I don't have anything else right now, but that's kind of what I'm looking at doing right now. I'm, I'm looking at getting – like I know that I said I want to do Superior Spider-Man at some point. I just don't know when I'm going to throw that in there. Uh, I might do it now in September since we have uh, Venom coming out in October, supposedly. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm always – we'll talk about this later, but I'm always – I'm very skeptical about that, that, that Venom date because they're shooting it now. <laughs> like, like not like post-production, like – they're shooting the fucking film. They have fucked up my morning commute twice. Because <laughs> um, they're shooting in Atlanta. Right. Uh, I also have other things I have on here. Uh, Red Robin, uh, Batgirl Volume 1, and Omega, the, the Omega Men. So I don't know when those will fit in to the schedule. Uh, but like I said, I'm looking into to, to doing some books that kind of coincide with some of the event movies that we see coming out uh, this year. I was going to try to throw in some New Mutant stuff, but... Uh, <laughs> you can't. I mean, look, I, I won't be involved. <laughs> like, pff, we'll see what happens with that movie now. Um, and uh, I, I, same thing going with Character Corners. We're going to be making some announcements on Instagram, so follow us on Instagram, MTR Network on Instagram, um, about Character Corners. We're, we'll let, I have some stuff out now. Like I do know, we delayed our Batman one just because we had other stuff going on, and we're throwing Lex, Lex Luthor in this weekend. Um, so we have that. We definitely are going to do Thanos and the Infinity uh, Infinity Stones, so that's coming up too as well. Uh, I know we'll probably do Aquaman by the end of the year because that's coming out in November or December. 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 So we got some time for that. So we'll be. I'll be filling out the rest of the year. Oh, I know another thing. I was gonna. I got the one in May. Um, I might do some Star Wars book because I I have now the the main Star Wars book. I I, I bought that uh, during a, the sale they were having uh, in December. So I might do the first few because I know that book's also really good. So because we have Solo yeah, coming out, strong. yeah. So I'm, I might do that in June 
So we might let me put that down now. So I might either that wasn't there a Han book too? I think there was a Han book. So I might do, I might even do that. So we'll see. Uh, I'll I'll be throwing some of that stuff in there. So, but that's the goal right now for um, combo book club. So we have some things. I'll be putting out some posts and just I guess start following us on Instagram and YouTube because I'll be making some announcements on on. I'll be using Instagram more for making some announcements like this. So um, yeah, stay tuned for that and. Um, yeah, let's let's move on and get into stuff. And we kind of hinted at it already. Or starting off uh, strong with some uh, movie news and some information here. And um, Fox made some uh, made some adjustments to their schedule. Uh, they they moved, that's, that's the nicest way to put it. They moved some movies and they delayed some movies. So they moved Deadpool up. Uh, the first thing is Deadpool, Deadpool is coming out two weeks early. We talked about the Deadpool version was coming out the week, the first week in June. It is now coming out two weeks earlier. I think it's uh, May eighteenth. Um, and this is when I've seen people say that this is that they're they're. I, I don't know. I, I feel. How do you feel about this move? It's interesting because I think you and I have both voiced our concerns about the Han Solo movie. Mm-hmm. Um. I've heard people say, oh, this is Disney. Full, full stop. Disney has no control of this release date. No, nothing. This is Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this puts them, what, three weeks out of Avengers? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they want to ride the superhero wave? So, and that's what I thought, too. Like, I, to me, I look at this as, so let's go with the idea that maybe, like, at this point, Lucasfilms has had three billion dollar Star Wars films. And maybe Solo is the bad one. At this point, do you take that bet? Right. I don't. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I don't I'm not betting on it being a bad one. I think Derek, I think the Deadpool release team is more than anything saying, hey, this superior thing is gonna be a wave, and if we can catch the backing of it because you and I both know mm-hmm. they can put out the best Avengers ever and someone's going to be pissed. Yeah. And, and you, so if they're there as an alternative three weeks later, they can probably use that bounce to both. And you got to remember that when the first Deadpool dropped, it was dead period. Mm-hmm. They went into nothing. So we haven't really seen how it fares. So if you will, in the wild and how much more in the wild, this could be honestly Fox trying to show proof of concept to Disney. No. I, and I, I think so too. I, I, I'm with you on on that. It's definitely riding the wave to me because one three weeks three weeks out from Infinity War is pretty good. That's a pretty good time. Like that's not that's not going head to head with Infinity War. I mean, shit. Uh, Jumanji overtook uh, Star Wars in its fourth week. So it's like these films after their first two weeks, they're vulnerable, right? Especially if you have and a vulnerable is all relative. Right? And, 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 and right, we mean and what I mean by vulnerable is you know it can still make fifty million dollars that weekend, and Deadpool comes in <laughs> making a hundred. It still made $50 million in a fucking weekend, right? It's still in its third week. That's still fucking crazy. And, but like you said, like to me, even like with Deadpool, the first Deadpool, remember they had the helicarrier down. People were going, well, is that, is that an MCU? Like you don't, like Deadpool's in this weird space in the Fox lineup where it doesn't feel like any other other fucking films. And it feels more closely to an MCU film. So if you put it in, like you said, ride the wave of Infinity War, let's say Solo isn't good. Well, now you have people going, well, fuck it. I'm still going back to see Deadpool then. Like, I feel like that's a better bet than trying to, 
um, missed the wave because you waited until until Solo came out, mm-hmm. and then you're hoping and praying that Solo isn't as good. And during your second, because th- this is what happened with I think Fo- to me this is the one time where I can go Fox is being smart. They had the same problem with War for the Planet of the Apes. Yep. It beat Spider-Man Homecoming uh, when Spider-Man Homecoming second weekend. It, it uh, Spider-Man Homecoming second weekend. It lost a War for the Planet of the Apes, but they basically split the box office. So exactly. and, and 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 Spider-Man had way more legs than War for the Planet of the Apes, and War for the Planet of the Apes in the long like- run got. Daredevil saying, or excuse me, Deadpool saying, "Hey, people are going to be in theaters already. Might as well give them an alternative." Might as well. Might as well. I, I to me, this seems smart. Like I'm okay with this. I've seen yeah, a lot of people say it, it goes up against Infinity War. I'm like, not, nah, not really. It doesn't. It anything. It rides a wave of it. And no matter what, they were going to be battling solo. So the question right. is, do you want your first weekend to battle solo, or do you want your second weekend to battle solo? Give me the second weekend. Yeah, if you went, give me a weekend to live. Give, give me a, a weekend to be number one. Give me a weekend to uh, yo. Uh, uh, one win. One weekend to live is all you need. You know, mm-hmm. you can cause then you can still put in there number one film, number one film. And then, of the then it becomes word of mouth, and then the Deadpool ball starts rolling downhill again. Exactly. So I, I to me, I think this is smart. I, I honestly think that if they could have and they were finished with everything, they could have moved. They would have moved it to. I want to say April because there's nothing happening in April. I don't think like April's actually a pretty good month. March is fucking insane um i don't know what's going on with all i don't know why everybody here's the, I'm, I'm waiting for these studios to stop front loading the year so much like after july like august has been a dead month for so long you could put a film in august and fucking eat and well a lot of it's the fact that these big tentpole movies they because they're having the legs they have and then you see things stay in theaters longer mm-hmm. especially big movies right. or getting second runs even yeah it's harder for these Studios to say, oh, here's our next one. Mm-hmm. You don't know when that wave's going to end. Wonder Woman probably adjusted the, the DC or um, Warner Bros. schedule more than we know. Mm-hmm. At least I know it affected the promotion stuff because you saw things, promotions started to happen for Justice League later than I thought it would because of the wave of Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Let's not get into how they promoted Wonder Woman, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Right. Right. So, um, so there's that. Uh, the other news. Well, let's go with the the easy one first. Um, so Gambit <laughs> got pushed from February 14, 2019, to June 7, 2019. But that's not even like the big news. The big news is that their their director Gore Verbisky, uh, he's no longer there due to scheduling three, by the way, scheduling issues. I have that in quotes. Um, so once again, they don't have a director. There's I'm saying this right now. We can slander this movie. We can slander Channing Tatum. We can slander the fact that they've had three directors. I will not stand for character slander on the character. <laughs> I've seen him delve into that. Won't happen. So my watch. So wait. So quick question because I'm, I'm I'm writing up. Where I'm doing. Uh, I'm so d- delayed on my pull list article. It's hopefully coming out. <laughs> I have so much other shit going on, but I've been right. I actually had it written. Um, but like, have you read Rogan Gambit? Yes. Yeah, I'm. I, I, I see. I can. I can. I can maybe go with the Gambit movie, and I can maybe. I like you the character. You can do a Gambit. You can do a Gambit movie a lot easier. You can do a lot of some of those solo X movies people want. Yeah, you can. And I and high budget. You do James Bond with superpowers. That's it. Mm-hmm. You could. Problem being, um, 
uh, nothing about it seems good. <laughs> nothing about what they're doing seems good. They're, they're going to do the smart thing. About, else. Yeah, nothing about them seems good right now. Like, no. you have Channing Tatum. Like, and I, here's the thing: I've warmed. And I said this on my. We just did a review for uh, the commuter. And I think I, I pulled back some of my Channing Tatum slander because I think in certain roles he's good in. He can be charming. He's, Channing Tatum's he's, good. Yeah, like he like, but not as Gambit. I think he can do Gambit. Mm-hmm. I think there's a way he can play Remy. Ah, uh, play down the accent, though he is from uh, Louisiana, so he's going to be able to bring some. But don't don't go full like mid '90s. <laughs> you're writing in patois, like don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't don't please don't do. Like, please don't mid '90s. to bring a touch of it. Set in New Orleans and have it be him and a team of thieves versus another team of thieves. Uh, yeah, I mean, it could really, admit, like people say Gambit, and they think like purple body armor and trench coats. No, it could really be like you said. I mean, you're saying like like fucking the ocean movies. Like it's literally yo, this is oceans. Yo, it's Ocean's Eleven, but they're playing cards. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really and and they explode. Like it's just like you can yeah, do exactly. it. Exactly, you can do it. But I don't think the people that Fox has are smart enough to be able to pull it off. No. And the fact and Taylor that Taylor Kitsch, no one tell him it's happening. <laughs> so I, 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 for some reason, I don't know how I felt like it's origins on television or something. And I caught part of it over the holidays. Holy shit. He's worse than I remember. <laughs> like it's remarkable. Like that. If, if you want to say you shouldn't do a game movie, there's your, there's your argument. <laughs> Taylor Kitsch and all the over. I'm like, all right, fine. You're right. Maybe we can't do it. Oh God! I just, I'd quit. I'd be like, maybe we can't. I I, know. You know what? The funny thing you mentioned until you said that, I completely forgot they had already done Gambit on the line. <laughs> Gambit's been on the big screen. I forgot. It. I'm like, oh, this will be the first time Gambit's going to be in live action. And like, nope. mm, actually, well, actually, he's actually Tarkins trying to do it. Oh man, and, uh, like, Origin is such a horrible fucking film. Like, oh my God, it, it, so it does. It, like. <laughs> Origin, like, oh my god, Origin is so bad, I almost want to do it for an adult review, just to go through how many things it ruins. Like, it I ruins. will go, because you know how I, I own Origins. Oh my god. I Origins, I, but you know how I own it. Let me finish. <laughs> I own it because there was a torrent leak of two months before it came out, where the unfinished version leaked on the internet. Oh I have god. that version. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, I then went saw it in theater, I was like, I think my version's better. <laughs> <laughs> and I, was like, I don't know. Like I have the debate. All right, the so, finished product's not that far off. So I'm, I'm adding. I'm adding origins to my list of of possible. And I, I want to say my agreement to do that's not binding. I'm right. Like, yeah, I'm high. I'm high on that. <laughs> I'm high on right now. Just, just I'm already right to say fuck no when you ask. This, 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 this is uh, this is how we did. Uh, this is how we end up doing the Hawkman uh, character corner. It's like you get a. <laughs> You get a momentary high, I, like, I you know what? Hawkman, and all of a sudden, I'm getting emailed lists. I'm like, wait a second. Right, wait, what, why are you doing this How to me? You? Right. Oh. <laughs> no, man. Or, like, you know what? I, I did not own Origin, but Origin was so bad. I actually ended up, because I am I am a huge Wolverine fan. Like, that, is, that was my character growing up. I had it was Wolverine. It was, I actually, I was a fan of Gambit. And cause I, I think I, I might even still have it. I have the Gambit Wolverine miniseries they did. It's good. Yeah, I have that. Um, and I'm obviously a Magneto guy. So it's like, you know, they were going to do is Wolverine. They're going to do a solo Wolverine film. And at that time, I was still like, hey, you know what? You know, Hugh Jackman, you know, good Wolverine. All right, let's do it. And um, I was like, hey, you know, are Sabretooth is going to talk? You know? Oh, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. On, on its face. 
before like everything happened, the one the Wolverine movie doesn't look terrible. Leave Shriver as Wolverine, a saber tooth, excuse me. No. Um, Ryan Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. Ryan, yeah, Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. Like, there's casting that you're like, okay, like, let's rock. Yeah, let's and then let's, happens, let's and like, do it. What the fuck was that? I went to go see it, I think, because I heard it was bad and people told me not to go see it. So I waited like two weeks to go see it. I went down to Bethesda. I was around there and I was like, let me go. And I went to a theater to quietly watch this film on myself. It's the most depressing thing I've ever done. <laughs> were so, it's long for no good reason. I think at one, and I might still have it on the internet. I gotta find it. If I don't, maybe it's in one of my archives I have. I wrote an article about how shitty Wolverine Origins were. Like, I was pissed. I was so angry at that film. Everything they could imagine could go wrong and they could fuck up, they did. Like, you welcome you cast my, Ryan. Welcome to my life. Every summer, Transformer movie drops. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it about, is it about, I've stopped watching them. Yeah. Oh yeah, you should. You should not. You should. I've stopped. I've given up. They're, they're not. They're not for me. Well, and every time I see Michael Bay made another billion dollars of Transformers, a piece of me dies. You should be very happy. His last one bombed so bad. Like the last one is the least, uh, the least grossing of all the Transformers films, even before the first one. Like it is that bad. So um, we'll see because they gave him a chance after the writer's strike one. He'll have an excuse for this one. Oh, yeah. He'll come back and he'll do whatever. I, uh, I'm already discussing it. Well, you know, Bumblebee comes out this year. So <sighs> anyway, yeah, I just had to throw it out there. Um, all right. So then we have that. And then what might be a surprise to other people, and I'm actually literally seeing people that are upset and saddened by this. And I'm trying to tell them you guys have dodged a bullet and you guys don't understand. Like this is this is. Like they're trying to give you the sign that this was you put your faith in something barely poorly. New Mutants, which is scheduled to come oh, out. Oh shit! It was scheduled to come out April thirteenth, twenty eighteen. All right, stop, everybody, stop. We're recording this on January thirteenth. This movie is scheduled to come out in exactly three months. Go ahead, Chris. It now will not be arriving in theaters until February twenty second, two thousand nineteen. Stop. That's 13 fucking months from now. That's a 10-month jump. This is not good for people who wanted to see this movie. This film should be almost finished by now. They should be putting finishing touches, maybe a few reshoots here and there to touch things up. They are delaying the movie. And they're saying, and so, so THR, so the Hollywood Reporter is saying that the moves are partially to ensure that New Mutants and Deadpool 2 don't overlap theatrical runs in the same overseas market. That is bullshit. It's a lie. That is bullshit. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Why would that happen? Like, it comes out, it, it, it was going to come out in almost in a full month before Deadpool. How would it overlap? That doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. So you're worried about, you're worried about Deadpool and New Mutants overlapping, but not New Mutants and Deadpool overlapping with Infinity fucking Wars? <laughs> the fuck, man? The, what, what, what are you, what are you, what are you talking about? What, what are you talking about? Like, you're not worried about the film whose trailer got 24 million views in 24 hours? You're not worried about overlapping with that film. You're overlap over, you're worried about overlapping your, uh, your, your R-rated teen horror film that doesn't even look like a fucking superhero film with your Deadpool film. Like, are you fucking serious? Are you, you want me to fucking believe that? Who's do, who, who believes that? Who? Come on. Then there are other reports saying that if, if it wasn't scary enough. Oh, God. 
I actually I do. I do feel better because the movie looked, it, it looked horrible. It, it does. It looked horrible. Like there's nothing they were. Do- and and here's another thing too. I need people to understand. They're saying that they're doing this so it doesn't overlap. But why would you do that when they actually had started ramping up production? I mean, uh, promotion. They're it's putting a horror up- movie. Just move it to October. <laughs> nothing comes out in October. Just no. move it to October. No, 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 I mean, you, right. You're not going to move it to anything else? It's almost like it's a really shitty movie. It's almost like it's really, really shitty. It's almost, it's almost like... it's almost like, like just, The October thing just occurred to me. Yeah, it, it's almost like with them starting to ramp up promotion and doing like... Because they had done like some Instagram promotions. They had done some, um, some of those uh, motion motion, yeah. uh, uh, motion, motion, motion posters and things like that. It's almost like uh, the studio saw a rough cut of the film and went like, fuck no, we got to fix this. Absolutely not. It's, it's almost like it's almost like somebody saw the film and was like, "This is terrible. We can't put this out right now." And then they moved it to fucking February, which is not a dead month because again, hey, some of these films, Deadpool did That's February. Where Deadpool, off. Deadpool popped off in February. Black Panther is going to definitely pop off in February. Oh, uh, but that does not feel like New Mutants is going to pop I off. I can't change the equation. Like you don't put a, you're going to put a horror film. It's like you said, you're not going to put a horror film in October. You're going to put a horror film. The week after uh, Valentine's Day? Like, it didn't occur to me, like, it should come out in October until we were talking. I was like, wait a second. What the fuck are they doing? They're going to put a horror film out the weekend after Valentine's Day. Okay, sure. Uh-huh. That makes sense. Keep telling yourselves this. Keep, this movie's bad. Keep telling yourselves that what comic book movies need is to stop not be like comic books. Like, I'm tired of seeing this. Like, I, I think people don't understand. I, I don't know if it's because... I don't know because we we we've we we've lived through the other period of this. Like I think now we're having people who only know the period of of combo movies overwhelmingly being good. Like for all the shit that DC goes through, the majority of combo movies these days actually get good reviews. They do. Like even Logan, I'm not a, I'm not a huge Logan fan. I'm not a fan of you know it being a combo movie and stuff like that. It got good reviews. Like we only live in an era now where most like all the films except for Justice League last year. Got good reviews. Well, and like not just good reviews, some of the best review movies of the year. Right. All of them, like all of them, like best review movies of the year. We live in that era now, and I think people have have forgotten what it used to be like. What it used to be like, where you like you went, you got an actor in a in a, in a comic movie because they were on their last legs, and you would never see them again. So this is interesting because I had. Because, like you said, the people are coming to this in a weird way, and, and they're coming differently. I had a uh, a bleeding cool writer disagree with me yesterday on Twitter. I because there's a lot of talk about you know uh, someone put this tweet up and it says I'm gonna read their tweet. It's a Venom, tweet. Venom because a it's not MCU, b it's made by Sony, or c won't feature Spider Man. Then shut up. You know what you're talking about, or is it excuse me, it's just you're an idiot? Which whatever. Okay. My reply, I quoted the tweet and said, C is actually a really good reason to doubt this movie, but hey, it's not like the central conceit of the character is about dealing with Peter's advocate responsibility towards the symbiote and its desire to fill the hole after the rejection. Anybody will say anything on here. Some bleeding cool guy decides to have a conversation with me about how I'm wrong in my opinion of... I want to see... Um, hold on. I don't want to see this guy. Or a film can just be a film and that new interpretations of characters can exist and even be fucking awesome in their own right. Now, sure, it can. It can just be a film. But then why call it fucking Venom? Why don't you create a new character? 
Just make a new, just, just write me a new character. Take that Venom script, scrap the name Venom, scrap Eddie Brock out of it, go away from all Marvel licenses and create a new, wholly original thing that can capture the cultural zeitgeist in the way that you seem that you want to do so. However, if you're going to call a movie, I don't know, Man of Steel, maybe just maybe Superman should be fucking hopeful. Excuse me. <laughs> I, was, I was actually waiting for that. I was waiting for that little, waiting for that little, little detour. Little, 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 little flip, you know. Okay. And 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 I get it. People say, "Oh, we'll do these new, fresh takes on these characters," and that's great, and that's an idea, and that's a that's a mood I want you to bring to your comic book writing. But here's the thing: you, you the, the, the new, the new, fresh takes only work if you have the original take. It only works as a juxtaposition. As particularly when we have, and I've, I said this to the guy at the time, you realize that for Venom, legitimately, 2018 is the 30th anniversary of Venom existing as a character. We have literally 30 years of test kitchen stories to figure out what works, what's best, and what the core of the character is. To say that the when you introduce this character to a larger audience, you then abdicate that core and then wonder why it fails. What did everyone say about Homecoming? Wow, that's that's a real Spider-Man. That felt like Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. What did everyone say about Iron Man? What was the Iron Man was a hail fucking Mary for Marvel Studios to not sell off the rest of their properties. They gambled on the core of the character. And what did every of you say? Tony Stark, or Iron Man, or Tony Stark is Robert Downey Jr. And and, 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 and that doesn't mean you can't make changes. Like I was seeing somebody try to agree with the dude who wrote that. I saw the original Venom tweet, and some dude try to admit to it. And it's like because and then people always come at it wrongly. Like even when they're, they they think the person's wrong, they go, "Well, no, you got to stick to the source." I'm like, "Yes, but you got to get the core. It's not stick to the source. Not it's, the source. The it's core. The core of the source. Because 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 when somebody said that to him, and the response was somebody else was like, "Well, you mean like how Ultron was supposed to be created by Hank Pym and instead in the movies they made it Tony Stark?" And I'm like. Actually, see, and that's why you can't say beat that person to death with a folding chair. Well, and, and that's why you can't say the source because the core is still there. It's still a man creating a oh, no. using technology. That, it's an Avenger. Yeah, it's an Avenger creating. Te- it's the core is still there. Some of the things change because you have to. We always know that when you adopt things, you have to change something, but you have to keep the core there. And the core of particularly Eddie Brock's Venom is Spider Man. It is very, very hard to We will do call it. ourselves Venom because we will be venomous to the spider. That's how he named himself. That, we will be venomous to Spider-Man. We'll be poison to him. And so when you don't do that, when you don't have that there, it's really, really hard to sit there and go. And, and, so, and, and also I want to say that, listen, people are making it seem like this is a noble cause that these studios are doing. It is not. They are trading on the name of the character alone and saying, right. fuck the core. They're not doing this for fans. They're not doing this. And, and this is why I get so mad because, again, I've lived through the era where they used to do this all the time. This Generation is not X. new. Huh? Generation X. Yes. This is not new. What you're asking for leads to disaster. I know because that's what we used to get. We used to get these films where you get really, really excited. Matter of fact, hell, they still do it with, with, with video game movies. They still, to this day, the reason why video game movies are such trash, because that is what they do with video game movies. They go, we're going to do Need for Speed. People hear the name, like, oh, well, I'm gonna, and it's trash. Or, listen, I have no faith in that fucking Tomb Raider movie. Because, again, they're trading on the name and name recognition alone, and they're completely 
washing out the core of what makes that thing there. You can't do Ven- you can't do Venom without Spider-Man, just like you can't do Joker without Batman. It's like you need to have them there. They need to at least exist. Even if you don't have them in the movie, they need to right. have it needs to be the core of the motivation of the character because that's what fucking matters. Chris, I'm gonna do, do- a, I'm gonna do a, a Magneto movie, but we're never go- we're gonna go through not just his past, but the entire present and his ideological forming, but we're never gonna mention Charles Xavier. Yeah, no. <sighs> <laughs> It just doesn't work. It doesn't. You can't do that. And I also don't like this idea. Um, because I'm seeing people do this because I saw this with a new me and somebody hit me today. And hey, listen, if you listen to the show, you know I, I'm I'm sorry that you were really excited about this film and now you feel like it's not going to be there. But I do implore you to think about this. He says, um, I was really looking forward to this tightly contained dark story that didn't have ties to anything. I fear we may lose what might have been one of the most interesting X films. Like, and I'm like, listen though. They do have ties to something. You can't do New Mutants and completely remove them from the X universe. Like that does not work. That you don't ne- stand on their own. You've Sorry, ne- you, the, the word cannonball in the zeitgeist does not matter. No. So what you've done now is, and it doesn't mean you can't do a standalone like New Mutants film, but you have to embrace the core. Like the the thing about when you when you adapt these 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 marvel and dc characters are they are part of a connected universe yes even when you do these non-canon stories like a what ifs or things like that those stories only only work once you've already established a universe so like if you do superman red sun it only works because you know what regular superman's like age of uh, age of apocalypse only works because we know what the like that moment when you see that the Summers brothers are working for Sinister, that matters because you know about the history of the Summers brothers and Sinister. Like that's you need it that there much for less if you're like well, you have no context. If there's no context for it, it doesn't matter. So you can't do these stories one off. You it, it just doesn't matter. You can't just do like a just this alone and nothing. No, it it doesn't work. It doesn't. You need. It need to fit it into the larger state of the universe. I mean, it's like we're reading Lex stuff now, and I just read um, Lex Luthor, A Man of Steel, and um, I'm reading this. I'm thinking to myself, like Lex is such an interesting character. Imagine doing it with no Superman. Imagine, imagine like that. That and, and a lot. And Superman's not like. And I think Superman actually had. There's only once, or maybe twice in the last issue, the Superman actually even says anything. There's any dialogue from right. Superman, but you need to have him there, like. There, he's like, presence. He's he, you need his presence because that shows the motivation and what's going on with Lex. You cannot do Lex. Yeah. You, you cannot do Lex without some kind of Superman in there. It just it, it just doesn't work. It it, it just I this, and this is what bothers, and this is why I think so many people don't understand. Like you've gotten caught up in this idea that somehow you need something different, but like you can do different and still be connected. You can do different. There's a reason why this stuff doesn't work. You know, for all the talk about Deadpool, Deadpool's successful because, well, it does connect. You had the X-Men in it. You had, you know, you had the little hint at the, the MCU um, helicarrier. Like, that's what works. That's, that's, why, that's why Deadpool worked, right? It's also good, but it had those connections in there. Say what you want about Logan. Even Logan, in some of his ways, has that there. Logan only, you cannot do Logan at the first Wolverine solo movie. It wouldn't have made sense. Nothing, it, it, it already kind of doesn't make sense but even without that stuff right imagine imagine if you had none of the other x-men movies imagine you had none of the other wolverine films and you did logan 
it would have been shot well, but you would still been like, what the fuck? You filled in so many little, so many people I talked to, and I explained to me why I didn't like Logan and what the problems I had with Logan is. Well, you know what I find out from them is? They fill in gaps and assumptions based off what they've already seen. So even Logan itself is not a standalone film. You filled in the gaps from the other story that you already know, or from the comics you read, or from everything else. Like some people go, "Oh no, no, no! This is how I, I know exactly how uh, how the world got away is." This is what, but this is what they did in, in Old Man Logan. I'm like, you're pulling in outside sources off the film itself. You don't know any of that stuff. So this 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 idea that we want this unconnected films is bullshit. It doesn't matter. Like like you said, the name Cannonball means nothing outside of outside of the source. You know. Hey, how about this? New Mutants. What happened to the old ones? You can't. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> who are the who are the new mutants? Like, like you call them new mutants? Like, what? What is? What? What is this? Like, I don't understand. Like, what are we doing here? You can't do that. Like, the only reason why these comic book characters exist and work in this universe is because we make them connected. Like, I'm sorry, I just I remember the time when we made a bunch of these films and they weren't connecting. I remember when we did. They, they had a you know Tim Burton's Batman. People goes, well, when's Superman's gonna show? We're gonna put Superman in. What's gonna happen? Like. I remember that because that's what you guys wanted. Now that you're getting them, now some people go, no, I just want films that don't feel like comic book movies. Well, then you don't want a comic book movie. Make, make, take new means, take the Marvel name off of it, take the characters out of it, and just make a teen horror film. I'm going to tell you right now, they make plenty of those. They all suck. They're all terrible. Like most of those teen mm-hmm. horror yeah. films, they're terrible. That's probably another yeah. reason why New Mutants is not looking good. Because, again, if you did not know the name New Mutants and you did not see the Marvel scroller at the beginning of that trailer, would you be excited to see New Mutants? The answer is no. This is the same bait and switch we talked about earlier. They're, they're using, using aim to sell you to get you in the theater. Like this, like, for that first week, money, baby, and that's it. Yeah, I, like I said, I'm just tired of people making it seem like this is some kind of noble pursuit by Fox to give you know more depth to come. No, they're they're using you to shoot these cheap fucking films because they know you're going to go and see these films because all they got to do is make a film that they made before but slap a Marvel scroller in front of it. That's it. I've seen New Mutants before, guys. It's every other fucking horror film set with a bunch of teens in a, in a insane asylum. It's not, it's not different. So this one apparently wasn't scary enough, and it sucked. So they moved it back ten months. All I'm saying. Also, and by the way, um, over or under that uh, Venom actually comes out. It's gonna come out. <laughs> I, I can't stress enough how like I'm just like. It's gonna come out. Venom's gonna come out. They may never drop new mutants. Like ten months is a, is a problem. Venom I'm... probably comes out. But it's probably disavowed soon thereafter. <laughs> um, New Mutants will... New Mutants I'm not sure about, honestly. I think New Mutants will come those. out. I feel like you got to come out. Like, you put all this money... you got to put it out now. What money? It, if they put that money. much money... Here's, here's like they didn't put that much money behind it. They pushed it 10 months. Mm, true. True. Because if, if they had a big marketing machine ready to, to, to turn that key, they wouldn't have... They couldn't afford to move it 10 months. Yeah, you're right. It was just the st- reschedule cost to sell and rebuy ad time. These things are planned out months in advance. This was never going to be a big deal for them. Yeah, this is not good. <laughs> this is bad. It's not good. I didn't try to spend like, it. Like people, like it's one thing to move like a small indie movie. Oh, that got pushed out twelve months because what? A, that's fine. You're on a fund. You're looking for new producers. Whatever. A major motion picture from Fox Studios getting pushed ten months. And not 10 months like, oh, it was on the schedule for 19, moving up to 20. (laughs) 
This is coming out in three months. <laughs> we wish it did. It, it's a wrap. Oh my god! I just I'm gonna tell you guys. Yeah, that was not. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so, uh, we'll see. Like, I, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting. Like, I saw people post a picture of, a uh, first look at, um, Tom Hardy as, uh, Eddie Brock and Venom. And it was like nothing. Like, hey, can you guys stop doing that kind of promotional v- image too? Like, like when they see the images from Aquaman, it's just fucking Jason Momoa with a shirt off wearing black jeans. It's like, so it basically could be any Jason Momoa film we've ever seen. Him you could have got Jason Momoa walking to or from set. <laughs> right, right. That's literally what that picture is. I imagine that's how Tom Hardy dresses a lot. <laughs> right. Here's Tom Hardy in a shirt. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> or stills from Venom. Oh, I guess. oh okay, yeah. He it looks like clicks, I he definitely looks like Eddie. Um, yes, I don't. I don't know. I don't, it's just very weird. So we'll, we'll see. Like I said, I'm. My my bar expectate, expectation for Venom is very very low at this point because I just don't, you know. Hey, maybe I can be wrong, but I don't see it. Don't see it happening. I see a lot of people making excuses for it when it comes out at the best because like they did with Logan. But um, yeah, there, there's that. So, all right, let's move on. Um, so uh, we had that. Uh, anything? Hey, did hey did uh, forty five do anything this week? That was a uh, cause, uh, cause any problems or anything because you yeah. was a relatively quiet week. With... So here's the thing, guys. Um, I'm to the point right now where I no longer. Um, it's not that I don't give a fuck about what Trump did. It's like, like we we know, we 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 know. Oh wait, so what is it? Send me. I'll read that for later. Let's okay. put that later on the show. But you're right. Like Trump's to the point with me. It's like. If you didn't know, fuck you. Like if this is if anyone's like, I can't believe. Fuck. Well, where the fuck have you been? Jericoma? Yeah, I, that, I guess that's where I'm at. I'm like this this idea that, um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of just tired of the 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 whole like idea that um, we're shocked by Trump being racist. It's like we've been here before. That tiger you. went tiger. Yeah, we like, <laughs> can't believe it. Mauled my face. It's like, oh, well, we, well, I mean, it did maul the last five owners it had. And we kind of did tell you we it was that kind of tiger. It was like, oh, well, I just couldn't believe it. It's like, like did you see the um, I didn't. So here's the thing. I didn't. Some, some, sometimes I just read the headline for some of the Trump news I get because it's like I don't even cause I know it'll make me. It's not worth my blood pressure. It's not worth my blood pressure. So there was the, the, the thing going around now where the, the woman who works for Carrier saying that she voted for Trump. She thought that Trump would save her job, and now she sees she was wrong. And I'm like, you're a fucking moron. <laughs> you're like, oh, this is going to bad for these people? I am partying on these idiots. I'm passing these leaks around like it's just – like it's a, it's, it's a collection of funny jokes. Like remember – this one? <laughs> like, I, remember, I remember in November or December where Senate Ugar went on, on video for the Young Turks and was like, you know, Trump just did something that, that Obama never did. He got carrier to keep jobs. And I'm like, you fucking idiot. No, he didn't. First Why time. would you believe this man? He lies about everything. You guys, he can say, the sky is now yellow, and you motherfuckers will look up. So, so beyond just that, though, this is exposed to a bigger issue because it's not just Trump lying. Every... Every last two months of the year, companies do this shit. They come out and they say things like, we're going to do, because they want good PR. So Kerry goes, oh, we're going to keep jobs here in the United States and we're going to do this. And people go, oh, see, isn't that great? Like, the recent thing is the, 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 the tax bill, right? 
So you get people yeah. like AT and T saying we're giving the, we're giving our employees a thousand dollar bonuses because of the tax bill, and, and the company and everybody goes, oh wow, okay, the tax bill, maybe it's something good. There's something here. And then quietly, the week afterwards, they go, and we're also going to let go of 3,000 employees. The same day Walmart announced their bonuses of $1,000 for employees, which, by the way, fine print only went to 20-year employees, which, by the way, you've been at Walmart 20 years. Holy shit. Um, They only give the 20-year employees, and then they close, like, 60 Sam's Clubs. Right. I was like, wait a second, son bitch. First of all, if you close 60 Sam's Clubs, my bonus better be way bigger than $1,000. You just saved a bunch of money. Like, oh, I hate it. I hate it. It's and it's so wild because it's so predictable. You're right. That's the thing. That is the thing. So and, and just so just so we're clear, guys. Just so we're clear. Somebody gives you a thousand dollar bonus in the year, right? That's eighty three dollars extra in your paycheck a month. And I'm not going to try to sit there and say that people who need the A three dollars in their paycheck a month don't need it. I'm not going to. Not a month. But, yeah, but, yeah, but, but, yeah, month. I'll give it to them though. But like, here's the thing: I don't believe the people who really need A three dollars an extra month in, in their paycheck are the ones who got the got the bonus. So basically, what you're saying, basically, what, 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 what these companies do is they trade on the idea that their good publicity will be enough. For people not to look at the fine print, like you said, so they gave a thousand dollar bonus. You get the you get good PR right before you close a bunch of stores, and you actually, you know, uh, those thousand dollar bonuses you get don't like you could have stopped, like that could have stopped you from closing a store, you know. But you decide not to right. do it. Like it's like that's the way they're trading off here. Like it's this, you know, you're not getting it. It, it, it doesn't cost. It doesn't come free. It's not. It doesn't come without a cost and. That's what they're doing here, and you know that to me is a bigger problem than Trump because Trump is just trading on that. Trump is just he's allowed to exist because we're allowing not just companies but anybody to get away with this kind of you know it's I don't even want to call it sleight of hand because it's it's fucking obvious like it's like the, they're like the worst magicians in the world going all right keep your eyes on the ball keep the eye on the ball like okay well there's only one like there's it's it's right there. No, 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 I'm Yo, like, no, no. Sarah Benincasa has this going on Twitter right now. She's offering $300 to the journalists who seriously ask Trump's opinion on the nation's relationships with Wakanda or Zamunda and gets the question answered live on video. It's $300. Oh, fuck. Because you know who's that dumbass to do. Like, somebody's you know he money. will answer that. Somebody's going somebody's gonna to make $300. <laughs> somebody's going to make $900. I would give both countries, like, that's six, right? I'd be like, oh, Mr. President, how many more fake countries you got? Stank Onion? <laughs> how do you feel about the recent comments from the Stank Onion delegation regarding <laughs> their non-shithole status? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, give me a microphone. Give me a room with Trump. So have, has the Princess Amanda called you about... Yo, oh, time out. <laughs> I forgot to bring this up. Let's have a real conversation about Monday night and what happened. So Monday night, I had I went to the game. My seats were very good, as you all saw from my um, social media stunt. Um, and to get to my seats, you have to go through the bowels of the stadium. So I'm walking past like the bands and a couple of players as I'm getting to my seats. My father and I decide before this game starts, we're going to sit in the, the Mercedes, where the Mercedes Benz Lounge, this was called, and we're going to have a beer. So we're having a beer and talking during the anthem. And yes, my father and I were sitting and having a beer during the anthem. Um, Heroes. I don't know how it came off television. He got the shit boot out of him in Atlanta, Georgia, and an all-SEC national title game. 
They tried to make it seem like it wasn't booed. They tried, yeah, no, so well, what they did, they tried I to boo. heard the boos yeah. sitting in the loud. Yeah, no, no. The uh, the media that was there was like, no, no, no. There were definitely audible, audible boos like that. Yo, audible. Like, this shit was deafening. Just <laughs> thinking of other words. Oh God, yes. Yeah, I thought I saw that video this week. I, I want to say this. I've been that kid. I walked into a test and got handed the test and I'm like, I don't know none of this. Am I in the wrong class? This is it. Okay, shit. I'm just fucked. All right. Oh, but what I didn't do was try to fake it. <laughs> you take take the lumps, man. Take the lumps. Take the lumps. Yo, this is my favorite. One of my favorite stories from uh, from college. We uh, we had we we used to have to take a bus from our campus to the field to practice because it was a hundred blocks away. And we'd always, you know, the bus. You cut up on the buses. It's the people you hang on the bus. And our fullback was one of the funniest people I've ever met in my entire life. And I'd be like, Foss, tell me a story," and embellish a lot. And that's how we'd always see, we'd pass time, we'd tell us stories. And we all had this one class together. It was supposed to be Earth, Moon, and Planet. It was supposed to be an easy layup grade. But sometime in between the time the people before us take it and we took it, it turned into astrophysics. <laughs> so we go in for the first quiz. Foz walks in, sits down, the class starts, he walks to the front and walks out. And we're like, holy shit, what have you done? So a couple a week later, we're on the bus like we all got grades back to are abysmal. <laughs> we go, Foz, what did you get? <laughs> and he had written at the top, uh, my apologies. You clearly know I, you because the this is our second quiz, excuse me, and there's a signed seating. So we wrote on the top of the quiz, you clearly know I cheated last time. I'm not prepared this time. I'll be better in the future. Thank you very much, Michael Hughes and I was like, wow. <laughs> Like that is just too close. The rest of us faked it. That appreciation be much worse than we did, and he had an hour of free time. <laughs> he won technically. He won. Like, <laughs> just take your lungs. Take your lungs, like, man. And the thing is, that, why, there's no lungs to be taken. No one around him was singing. Right. Yeah. Yo, why did the wide shot? Like maybe everyone was nope. That's the, but that, isn't that the thing about Trump though? He he makes un, these unforced errors, and but but again, it goes back to people have let him get away with it for so long. Like this is the this is the so I had a um if you if you listen to this now um by this point um our review audio review for the commuter should be up on the um on the feed. Take it uh, on a train. Yeah, it's, fuck, it's not even that. It's, it's, it's not. I'll be honest. It's not even taking. I haven't seen it. Like that's what it is. No, right? it's not. It's not even. It's not even that. It's it's worse. It's such a fucking predictable movie. But anyway, towards the end of that review, um, Phenom and I start talking about the pay disparity, pay disparity between men and women in Hollywood, and it's like you hear it's bad, but when you actually look at it, it's super bad. Like you look at the top grossing actors versus the top grossing. Female act, male actors versus female actors. The female actors, you look at the top grossing, you're like, okay, they can all, they can all act. You look at the top grossing uh, male actors, you're like, it's Mark Wahlberg, and you're like, the fuck, Mark can't really act. When's the last time Mark Wahlberg opened a film? Seriously. When I say open to film, I mean when he was the headline, he was the attraction. He brought people to the theater, and I'm not trying to. This isn't even shade. I'm legitimately asking because the one in my head is Italian Job, and that's probably about it. Like, th- th- was that? But that's the thing. So. And, and this ties into Trump in the same way because what happens is we get this perception. People people are able to build up this, particularly white males. They're, they're able to build up this perception that this doesn't happen because, like, you know, there's a the whole thing that came up with Mark Wahlberg demanding a million dollars to do the all the money in the world reshoots, 
Well, Michelle Williams agreed to basically do it for cost, like just like just like whatever, right? And people were like, "Well, you know, Mark puts butts in the seats," and I was like, "No, he doesn't." What seats? What butts? Like, there's perception that he does, but he doesn't. Like his top grossing films, you can make an argument that none of them. He's the draw. Like, I think his top grossing films are. The Transformers film, the last one, not this, not the last one, the one before oh, the extinction, which which is not him. That that wasn't it. That's I, I don't count the films like that um, because he's not the draw. Like you could put anybody, you could put anybody in there, that movie would have made the money it made. Um, there's Ted, which you can make the argument that is not Mark Wahlberg, but rather it was Seth MacFarlane. Um, and then maybe that sec, the first Daddy's Home film. And in that case, again, probably will did that make money? I think the first one did. That's the reason why the second one came uh. out. I think the first one did make money. I thought they had a two-picture deal, honestly. And that, that could have been it, too. Uh, but, that, but that's it. Any film any film that's just Mark Wahlberg, though, what, was it Contraband? There was Shooter. There's a bunch of these other films that are just him. Like, there's nobody else in the film, just him. They do not do well. They don't. Even the Italian job, if you want to be honest, ensemble film. It's an ensemble film. I really knew they died. Oh no, I do. I love that film. I love that it's film. It's such a fun, stupid. It, it's movie. a fun. It's a fun, great one. But it's, again, it, 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 you know what it is? It's a two-hour advertisement for minis. Yes, it is. It is. I'm fine with that. No, I am. I'm too. not going to buy one of those tiny toy cars. But and, hey, and let's not forget. Let's not forget the other person in that film, Charlie Theron. Charlie Theron, hold on, time out. Charlie Theron, most deaf. Um, mm-hmm. what's his face? Seth Green and uh, who's the the, the transporter? Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, Jason Statham and what's the uh, and Ed Norton, Ed Norton, and, and Ed Norton. So it's like you got you got all these other people, you got all these other people in the film, and Mark oh Wahlberg. God, Ed yeah, so it's not it's not again it's still not a Mark Wahlberg film. Like he's at the point putting butts in the seats, but so many of those films that's what it is. Same thing with The Rock. People go, oh well, The Rock. He puts. I'm like, eh, if oh, you look at it, if, you should watch your mouth. The Rock draws. No, no, no. Mm, in the, the Rock draws. The Rock saved G.I. Joe. Mm, did it? He, Ooh, the second movie did more than the first? But the first one didn't do that good anyway. Well, he still cleared the bar. He didn't set the bar. He cleared it. Let me see. I'm going to see. I'll defend The Rock. No, no, no. Look, I'm not, here's the thing. I'm not saying The Rock isn't bad. Yeah, no, no. Look, look. Uh, first G.I. Joe, three, $302 million. Second G.I. Joe, 375 you're welcome. Is it really a draw? Is it? After the bad taste in your mouth, because not only did you have to recapture the audience you lost in the first one, you had to grow it. And, it, and all that's because like, the only major casting addition was The Rock, right? It looked better, too. It was a better movie, obviously, but I'm serious. Like, I think that I will say this. The Rock will put well, your the project will get more eyeballs on it if you put the rock's name on it that's why they added the fast and furious franchise yes but it doesn't it it helps that the film's already there like again the point is like it's not as big as people think it is like the difference between the the box of it's it's not that lot it's not a lot like you get a little bit but it's i'll put it this way it's not as big of a draw as people think it is to justify the parody disparity that they do it's I'm not. not sure. it's, it's it's nowhere near as big as. Like, I, I lost focus and got really focused on defending the rock. No, 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 no. Oh, look, the rock. <laughs> well, no, so, so in, in the top in the top in the top grossing list, the rock is there. Well, so even with the rock, so I, I mean, we made we talked about this on the thing. Even with the rock, he made less than Mark Wahlberg, and I was like, that makes no more fucking sense. Which is nuts. Which is nuts, right? So you, it, it was the rock. It was right. There are only like two or three people in there because there's one also guy from Bollywood. I just don't watch any Bollywood films, so I couldn't comment <laughs> on him. 
it was The Rock, it was Robert Downey Jr., and then it was um, that was it. And I'm like, nobody else on that list, kind of like Adam Sandler was on there because of his Netflix deals. Ugh. Right. It's like, but then you look at the list for uh, the women, and it's like you had Emma Watson. And I'm like, she had the highest grossing film next to Star Wars last year. Beauty and the Beast made 100 uh, made 1.2 billion dollars last year. Did it really? Yes. Was yep. it good? Yes, it was. I mean, here's the thing. I need to watch it, man. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful looking film. I mean, it's Beauty and the Beast. I mean, it's like because yeah, everybody's I mean, like, I know yeah. the story. But like yeah. Susan, I think Susan was like on some girls' weekend, and she saw. I was like, I wanted to see it. Yeah, it's yeah, it made a billion dollars. So next to Star Wars, that was the highest grossing film of 2017. Um, and she made like maybe 23 million last year. Mark Wahlberg was at 60, 68. But I was saying to say that this is this is what happens when you're you're a white man. You can get away with you you can you can make this myth about your earning power and what you do, and people will buy it. They will buy into it and allow you to get away with it. And nobody asks a question of, well, is it really that? Is it is it really like? Can are you really that indispensable? Are you even worth that? And you say that with Trump. It's like it's it's just like we've gotten to the point where now, you know, he says this shithole comment about um basically any any nation that was it was it was particularly what El Salvador, Haiti, and did he did he name an African country or did he just say African? Like as in like he said all, African. This, African was kind of all, I, I, I haven't I've read the quote since it happened because yeah, why would I? It, right. It, it just but, Yeah, it was it was it was it was brown countries and right. non-brown countries. And then it at some point made a comment, why can't we get more people from Norway? I love the fact that some people responded. Like, one, this is kind of bullshit, but like, I understand it well. People are like, why would Norway come here? Because they have everything that we don't have. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. More, more Americans um, moved to Norway than Norwegians moved to America. Yeah. So, um, but it's just like, it, it got to the point where people were trying, black people were then trying to, and even white people were doing this. So I was trying to prove the worth of people from Haiti and from these countries. And I'm like, just stop. Everybody just stop like this. But, but, but you get it though. Like you no, have to, I, I, I get it. I, I, I get yeah. You have to intellectually combat the lie. Right. While at the same time, undercutting the sentiment. Yeah. And, and, but to me, the, the thing that, that, that I, I, know, I know, I know you and I are in a place where the sentiment's enough, but there are a lot of people who aren't. No, who no. Need have the lie attack. Right. No, no. And, and, and that to me, like I, I get that, but it was the other thing to me was just like, okay, how many more times are we going to do this? <laughs> because like, like this is not the first time. Like it's, it's like every month there's a new statement. Every month there's something new he does. Like matter of fact, every fucking week, like apparently now some, some uh, member of the, uh, the congressional black caucus has come out and said that when she confronted fr- when they were talking with Trump about something about welfare, she had to tell him that all her constituents who are on welfare are not black. And he says, then what are they? It's like, like this, he had, we know that he has no capacity one for empathy but two, that he is racist and a bigot. Like grandfather educated by Fox News. Like, I don't see why anyone's surprised by what he says. Of course, this is what he thinks. This is all he's ever fucking known. He's a goddamn idiot. Um, mm, yeah. yeah. Yes. So so to me, now the question becomes, all right, we know where Trump is. Now it's time to go after everybody else. It's time to go after the Senate, the, the Congress, and everybody else who defends this stuff, the the, 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 stop bringing on his supporters who come out here and he can literally be on camera, you know, calling a black person a nigger who will still come out and sit there and try to find some way of defending it. It's time to actually, what are you doing to get it? Cause that's what makes, that's what's going to get to Trump. 
What's going to get to Trump is not coming well, at him directly. It's going to be getting everybody else around him and getting all the people that support him, putting the Congress on the hook, putting the, you know, send, putting Paul Ryan. Don't let Paul Ryan do the weaselly. Like, this mother. Paul Ryan is the most. Is, I think this most, is the first week where I felt like the 2018 thing may actually happen because when Daryl is, <laughs> I said, announced he wasn't rerunning, really I was like, oh shit. Oh, dude. Like, so that's like, the They're running from the hills and loading their pockets as they go. Well, and that's the thing, too. Like, I need, I now need the media to start calling out these Republicans who are retiring. Because one. Oh, 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 and grabbing everything not nailed down in this place on the way out. Yes, because one, this is Republicans proving that they at no point ever had any interest in leading or doing anything other than padding their own pockets. And I need people to start. Opposition party. Ponzi scheme. That's what they are. They hurt. Yes, a Ponzi scheme. That is probably putting it nicely, but absolutely the nicest way I can do it. That is probably the nicest way you can do it. All right. Um, that's what. But that, but that's what they are. So like, call them out on that shit. Don't sit there and go, oh well, he's retiring. No, no, he's he's running. He's not retiring. He's quitting. He's being a quitter. I'm glad they're they're quitting because I put some of these seats up, but they're being quitters. And you need to call them out for their criminal behavior of going out here and trying to get as much as they can to load their pockets up before they run out and leave. Um, It's just like you need to do that. Paul Ryan, the biggest fucking weasel of all fucking time. This man, I I am so tired of the media giving Paul Ryan a fucking like pass. This man is a fucking weasel. Lindsey Graham. Remember everybody's like, oh, Lindsey Graham saying after Trump like – no, he's not. No, Trump got something on Lindsey because he flip flopped hard as fuck. So hard. Like he's got something on Lindsey. It, it's fucking crazy. I, I'm just, I'm tired of this shit, man. I'm like, we got to, you got to stop letting these people go out here and and do things like this. And those are the people you need to go after. Going after Trump at this point, it's bullshit. Like. People, oh, we're gonna introduce, uh, you know, impeachment articles and but fuck that. that. I don't care about that. That, that shit. If he, let's work it from all angles. If you can have the paint that way, let's do that. I mean, you, well, here's the problem I have with that, though. So the problem I have with getting Trump by the paint right now is that it lets a lot of the rats that are trying to escape the sinking <clears> ship <throat> off. So, and what I mean by that is like, so you want to punish everyone. Well, because everybody needs to be punished or we're going to face this, this this thing again. There's an interesting thing, like, again, I've been trying to cut back on watching Morning Joe because, again, using Joe Scarborough as an example of this, Joe Scarborough is one of those rats who has escaped the ship and now is getting hailed as a hero, but he's one of the rats that was on the fucking ship. Right. He is a rat. Like, do not be fooled by – because right now – all you're seeing right now are the smart Republicans, the ones who are reading the tea leaves and going, huh, I could go down with Trump if I don't switch. And that's what Joe Scarborough did. Or they're calculating how long can I stay until I have to leave. Right. They're, 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 doing, they're, they're, they're doing that, right? Um, but so Morning Joe was on the day, and uh, they were talking, and Donnie Deutsch, and it's weird. Donnie Deutsch is, every now and then, he'll, like, he's probably one of the more, because there are a lot of tone-deaf white people on those panels. He's usually one of the better ones, which is always kind of weird to me. Um, but he made a, he made a, he made a good, he made this great point. He was like, "Listen, he's like my thing is with all the stuff that Trump does. If Democrats put somebody up, like you know, let's say Elizabeth Warren, he didn't mean name anybody black. He made he named Elizabeth Warren and 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 Bernie Sanders because I mean he is white and that's just, they that's who they view as all the the positive people right. on the left. But they put somebody up who goes that far to the left. 
My worry is that as much as Trump says these bad things, that the American people as a whole, they'll pick their pockets over the bad things Trump says. And nobody had an answer for that. And I was like, that's probably the most profound thing I've ever heard a white person say, because it's true. <laughs> it's true. It's, 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 it's the thing that black people have been saying all the entire time. Like, white people will care about the racism stuff as long as it doesn't affect their pockets. The minute that they have to give up some of what they have in their own pockets to ensure that we don't put a bigot or a racist in the office or a bigot uh-huh. and racist don't get, they all of a sudden go, well... Why, why are you so why are you so hasty? Uh, let's slow down. And like I'm like, that's the thing. And Donnie said, he was, and Donnie was basically, basically saying, I don't know how you fix that. And I'm like, thank you, Mr. White Man, because you fucking, that, that's true. Because I don't know how to fix it either. Nail on the head. Because that's a nail on the head. And that's what goes with everything else here. Like, we get Trump out of the paint. I actually think things get worse. Why? Because you next person in line is Mike Pence, and Mike Pence works with all these weasels that are trying to escape right now, which makes it fucking worse. Right now, Trump, honestly, is the best thing keeping Trump from actually accomplishing anything. As bad as <laughs> it is... Trump's ineptitude is protecting Trump. You know, you, know what it, you know what it is? I like it to this. Trump is... You've just been stabbed with a, a knife in your artery. If you remove it, you die. If you leave it in, it's still bad and you can still die, but you have a better chance if you leave it in until you can get proper help. That is what Trump is right now. He's a knife in your artery. You can't remove it because if you remove it, you bleed out. And that's what I feel like. Unless you get, you have to get everybody else. So we can talk impeachment once we get the House and Senate back. Once we do that, I'm fine. Like I'm, hey, talk it all you want because then you can control everything. And then, yeah, that's fine. You can just oppose Pence until we get the next election and we're okay. Until that point, though, you have to leave Trump in because this is the mess we've gotten ourselves in. You've 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 left it to the point where like you like there's nothing else to do. The people around Trump, like people forget. Like let's talk Stephen Miller for a minute there. People forget Stephen Miller isn't a Trump guy. Wasn't really the Trump guy. He was a Jeff Sessions guy. Imagine how dangerous, more dangerous Jeff Sessions could be without the the bullshit from Trump. Jeff, like. Like people think, like again, Trump makes us forget how terrible everybody else in his administration is. Jeff Sessions is the attorney fucking general. What the fuck are we doing, people? <laughs> Jeff Sessions. Every time you say it out loud, it gets weirder and weirder. A racist keeper elf. It's it's fucking insane, you know. And what kills me is the fact that we have somebody like Stephen Miller in and around the White House, hoping to form policies. Like, do you know Stephen Miller's only thirty two years old? A lot of contrary to evil, dude. Like he looks like I'm the same age as him. See, Stephen Miller proves to me that God exists because God isn't like ugly, and that's the only explanation for a 30 year old having a hairline like that. Yo, he's 32 going on. That's that's what evil, evil ages you. He's 32 like going Kelly on. Conway. He's 32. Evil ages you, man. He's 32 going on George Costanza. Like it's mm. fucking ridiculous. Hairline looking like he got deported by Trump's travel ban. It's like it's fucking ridiculous. I, I'm just like, did you see the video of him? Like, or young, young him, when he was complaining. It was like some, I don't know if it was a college or something like that. It's like, I'm tired of having to pick up my own trash. That's what we have janitors for. Like, he's just, he looks like you know, a. You know, my fa- you know, my favorite uh, Stephen Miller anecdote, right? What? He once jumped onto a track during a meet to prove he's a better athlete than girls. The White House, in responding to the anecdote, rep- replied saying he was running against the opposing school. 
So it happened. <sighs> Stephen Miller is what I look, what I what I what I like picture a woman views as a disappointing Tinder date. Like you 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 got the picture of him with his hair, then you show up at the date and he looks like Stephen Miller, and you're just like, what the fuck happened? Like it's just it's that bait and switch. Like the bait and switch. Like got the, got the hairline looking like Trump's poll numbers, yo. It's just fucking. I, I just. I can't. I, this is this is such. He's such a. I mean, when you hear him, he's such an evil, sniveling little worm. But here's he's Cobra Commander. He he really is. He is, and he now has. Now I can't not picture Chris Ladder doing his voice. Right <laughs> now, now he's now he's. In the White House, we've now made it so that Stephen Miller will never fucking go away. He'll never go away. He'll always yeah, be the only Sunday shows for the rest of his life. Rest of his life. Rest of his life. With, Stephen Miller. You know, unless there's an enterprising motorist out there, it's going to be for a while. It's. I never want to live the life where I have to polish the top of my head. Fuck, it's going to be my life for the rest of my life. That just got depressing. Yeah, it's just it's terrible. Like he polishes the top of his forehead and he fucking. Brushes and combs aside, like I never. Yo, I'll say what though. If I keep watching Jake Clapper, um, mute him on air, yo, because you you see you saw that clip, right? Yeah, he got muted. Like people you know to... that he's still yelling. Mm-hmm. It's just like we have never like, and and I guess this also goes back to my thing about the the impeaching Trump is David Gergen came on. I guess it was Thursday night, and mm-hmm. he was on CNN. They were talking about everybody was doing the. This is the thing. It's weird. I've cut back on Twitter, so I've also cut back on my consumption of how much tr- Trump um, I'm getting, which is amazing, and it actually helps my weeks. It seems like a pretty good uh, – that's the kind of health change I can believe in. Yeah, no, it's, it's been very, very helpful and cathartic because I can just like avoid like, half the shit. But I still see it happening, right? Every now and then I'll log in and I'll see what Trump – Trump said what? Oh, of course. Uh, you know, I see it on Facebook. So I turn on CNN to see what people are talking about, right, until David Gergen comes on and he's just like, you know, this is – just Trump wants us to believe that uh, – America only wants white people. That the white that America is only for white people coming into this country, and that's just never how America has been. And I was like, uh, actually, well, mm, mm, pause real quick. Yes, it has. And I think that's my other problem here. I think we've now gotten to the we. Twenty eighteen should be the year where we force white people in the white media to confront the reality of what America is, because there's a lot of people going, "This is not what America is," and I'm like, mm, "Yeah, it is." Like when you when you sit there and go, we've never had a president like this, and I'm like, you're saying that, and Trump stands literally next to pictures of Andrew Jackson. I'm like, uh, hmm. motherfucker, what are you talking about? You literally had a president. He's literally making America great again in his eyes. He's literally his favorite. He said that his favorite president is Andrew Jackson. If that and doesn't no tell a problem with that, and nobody because nobody understood. Like when people go, hey, we should replace, you know. When under Obama, there's like we're we're gonna replace Andrew Jackson on some, not all, funny, but we replace him with Harriet Tubman, and people were like, "Oh my god, we can't get rid of." Him. And I'm like, "Wait, do you guys understand how terrible Andrew Jackson was? It's a terrible man. Like you do not like Trump, but Andrew Jackson does things that Trump wishes he could do. Andrew Jackson it's literally part of committed like the, the patriotism brainwashing we do in this country is that yeah. because we say that oh, all of American history must be lionized and celebrated, and we have fucking Thanksgiving." So it's hard for people to reconcile that with actual facts, but it's easier for people who have seen the facts bear out in their own lives. The people who are turning a blind eye because they literally don't have to look, they're never going to accept it. Right. I mean, like, I don't think 
George W. Bush is as bad a president as Trump, but George W. Bush is pretty fucking bad. And here's another thing, too. Um, George W. Bush was also pretty fucking stupid. I remember, you know, 1999, 2000. Like, in 2000, uh, like, in year 2000, I was freshman in college, and I remember leading up to the election, because all of us were shocked that George W. Bush won in college because we were young and dumb and we really weren't following politics and understand politics work. Uh, but also because um, George W. Bush did a lot of dumb fucking things. I'll never forget that one interview. Uh, unforced errors. I remember the one time when he was asked to name some countries and he couldn't. Name other yeah. foreign leaders and countries. He couldn't do it. Like George W. Bush, Bush did a lot of dumb things. He was very ignorant. He was he, he honestly he was he was non-racist Trump in some ways. He but I, uh, but but I will push back because I think that Bush uh, was an idiot, but he was a well-meaning idiot. Well, and that's what I mean. It's like he he was he he. And what I mean by he was non-racist Trump being that he had empathy. Um, he was also. I, I think I think that he had the wrong ideas, but I think it, I don't think he ever. Something saying like, this is specifically to hurt people. No, he didn't, and, and I, I fully believe that too. I also think that he this was also governor. Right now, is malicious. Yeah, he was. He was governor, but but that's the thing. It's like Bush was pretty bad and did a bad a bunch of things. But because Trump is so bad, we've now kind of forgotten how bad Bush. Like, as like long I'll as take Bush right now. Oh no, I would. I would. I would. I would. Don't get me wrong. But it comes down to that that whole thing of that's still a bad choice. And so well, it all comes down, and now you've lowered the bar of the office. Exactly. Well, so now I can't even like have a legitimate conversation about the historical impact of George Bush and his policies because look to your right, forty five is literally just peeing on everything forty four did. Right. And and what are you doing? and actually, I didn't have my notes, but bring up a good a good thing I want to bring up. Like so, you know, this week was a whole it first start off with jokes, but then people actually became real about it. Um, Oprah running for president, and I was like, God, God damn it, we haven't learned anything. So first, there are two groups, and I fall into the third group, and we'll talk about this. First group is uh, um, the uh, group of white people who all of a sudden now have standards for who they want to vote for. Fuck you guys. All right? Like, I'm sorry. Like, you're not going to sit here and be excited. They can't just say they wouldn't vote for a black woman. They can't do that. I just – I can't go for the people that are, like, seriously, positively looked at, you know, Zuckerberg kind of looking into running for president – and all of a sudden, Oprah does the same thing, and all of a sudden, you're upset. Like, no, fuck you, you can't do that. That's fucking stupid. Um, then there's other group of people who sit there and basically go, "Well, shit, if the right if the right can elect somebody who doesn't have experience and is dumb, why can't we?" And Oprah would at least be better than Trump. And I'm like, okay, he would be, but uh, she would be. But like, um, it's like it's like asking me if I want to have surgery, uh, and my my two choices in surgeons are somebody who doesn't have experience. Or somebody who doesn't have experience in his races. Like, okay, I'll pick the person who doesn't have experience, but, like, that's still bad? And that's where I fall. And that's, and that's the third category I fall into. I'm like, guys, no. Mine no. is we deserve better. We deserve, Love yourselves more. We deserve better. Like, and, 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 and it goes back to what you were saying. It's like 45 has lowered the, 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 the expectation of the presidency so low but I need us to stop doing that because I think what we've all done here is, and this even comes from people during the during the election between Hillary and Trump, and even uh, Hillary and, and Bernie and whatever, just the entire 2016 election. I don't think people understood the impact and reality of what the president of the United States does. Like I do not think people understood because there were a lot of people that one of the good things about I think it's one of the good and bad things about Obama's presidency was. 
he brought a lot of new people into politics, under, into into participating in politics. Mm-hmm. The bad thing is, a lot of those people out of those eight years never understood it. And never they tried ne- to, and they, they never tried to, hear, which is fine. Like I described this, I know what you're about to say, but I described the Stanley purpose in life. Every comic is someone's first comic. Yes. So yeah, you're gonna, you call latecomer. Maybe you you know you're overzealous early. You don't quite understand what's going on. You're trying to get your feeling around. That's fine. But I'll say this: when he opened the Big Ten and made it bigger for the Democratic side, the backlash, excuse me, the white lash, was he was was something that was predictable, but not something a lot of us were focused on. Yeah, and and I think that, and I don't blame Obama for this or anything like that. I just think that as a nation, we needed to do a better job of understanding what exactly. We actually, we honestly need Schoolhouse Rock for for adults because I don't, Man. I do not believe that people. Because I was seeing a lot of people during the election, like just wrongly saying things like, "Well, president doesn't matter anyway," and I'm like, "No, guys, you guys are Yo, really." This under- morning, I saw someone from the carrier plant that's getting shut down saying, "I don't know why Trump won't just sign executive order and get the jobs here." Like, and and and, and you just really don't get how this shit works. And so I, I think that like the, the thing that really needs to happen is we need to understand. And, and so that goes back to my Oprah thing or any, so I, I'm not cool with any, I'm not cool with the rock running. I'm not cool with Mark Zuckerberg. I'm not cool with anybody who doesn't have any kind of political experience running this stuff because it's people, not a game. Mm-hmm. It's not a game. It's, this is not, Yo, people will say to you, Ron Reagan was an actor. Ron Reagan also was involved in politics before he ran for fucking president. Yeah. Yeah. Look, look, let Oprah run for governor. Let her run for, no. let her run for, let her run, no, no, let her, let her run for governor and lose. Let her run for, like, let her actually be in, in some kind of, like, smaller seat. Like, once you step into the big league, I'm sorry, and, and the presidency is the big leagues. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm The biggest of leagues. The biggest of fucking leagues. It's, it's, this is not about being popular. This is not about a popularity contest. This is about whoever you want sitting behind that desk, making that, I mean, I remember this. Remember the, the 2 a.m. test that, that Hillary had in, in 2008 for Obama? About who do you who do you want behind the desk making that call at two a.m. and you know yeah it was she was a little a little bit bullshit there but she kind of had a point and the point was you need an experienced person back there now in the case mm-hmm. of Obama and even then she's going against a guy who had been in politics and Hillary was saying I have been in politics longer and I have more it was a good point and it's a good point it is you need that do you want Oprah sitting in the situation room making the call that Obama did to kill Osama bin Laden. Yo, do you want Oprah's first time talking to a national, an international leader to be in the white house? Like, I'm sorry. Like this, I, I get it. This is not about, I get a lot of the backlash is she's a black woman and, and fuck you for that. Fuck, fuck the people that do that. We have black women who are politicians who are more suited for this, who have done this. Yes. I, at this point, you do not know what Oprah's foreign policy positions are. You, she has you know, her domestic policy positions are because uh, some of the things you think she thinks she may not think. Right. So it's like like this to me, outside of just the jokes and the memes, it's not fun. Like somebody asked me, like, so if you had a choice between Trump and Oprah, who would you pick up? Like, it's a false choice. At that will point, never be the choice. That should never be the cho- Well, I won't say never because fuck. Uh, that should never be the choice. should never be the choice. It's like, and, and to me, and, and here's the thing. And to me, I was like, if it is a choice, then we have learned nothing. We have learned absolutely fucking nothing. This is not a game to me anymore. Like, it shouldn't be a game to any of us. We got Trump here because we all, as a nation, treated the presidency like a fucking game. 
We did not treat it seriously. You do. We nobody understood. Like this week, Trump has canceled a fucking trip to England. Our greatest ally. Uh, he's saying because of uh, Obama, but it's really because the, the Brits don't want him. Our greatest ally doesn't want the president of the United States to come over there because they're afraid of what's going to happen and the protesting they'll have if he shows up. We are in a showdown with North Korea right now where their crazy fucking leader is dealing with our fucking crazy leader and nukes could fly. Probably not hitting us, but it could infect somebody else. You have no idea right now because, again, remember, the things that happen are usually, the, the, when, when we find out as a public, are usually delayed. I'm waiting about a probably end of this year, we're going to start getting it. We're going to understand just how big of a foreign fucking policy mess Trump is. Because remember, Trump's whole thing is he doesn't know anything on foreign policy. So what is his thing is? Trust the generals. The reason why you don't trust the generals on some shit? Because some of the generals don't see the bigger fucking picture. So also because um, some of these generals are in the pockets of some of these weapons manufacturers. The only way you buy more weapons is if you use the weapons you have. Ergo, maybe just maybe these other people are making those decisions. So wait until... Hi, also Congress... So wait until end of 2018, 2019, we're going to get some really, like you, like again, I remember, you know, people are always focused on Hillary Clinton and Obama's foreign policy, blah, 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 blah. You're now seeing somebody who does not understand foreign policy at all. And, and like foreign, U.S. foreign policy is a mess. No matter who's in charge of it, it is a mess. Whether I, I, I'm not, I don't, you know, it's not about, it's not about do you support drones or not? It's, it's, it's so much more complicated than that. And, and even that discussion, it's like, so many of the discussions we have about things that involve our politics, we don't have real discussions about them. Like I said, go, you know, the whole thing about capitalism and, and socialism and things like that. Like, Danny Deutsch made a great point. It's like, yo, people are cool with empathy until it affects their fucking pockets. Then all of a sudden, they revolt against it. And it's not just white people, because black people do it sometimes too. Amen. So, So it's people in this country do this. So how do you sell things like... Universal health care, once people realize that taxes also have to go up. I keep bringing this point up. Like, these are not easy things. These are not things you're, that get sold. You're selling anti-capitalist ideals in a capitalist society, and that's the problem. It's not easy. So, one, bringing another business person, businesswoman or whoever, never the answer. Nope. Because that's not, you don't run the country. Your like country isn't a business. country's not a business. So, that's something that's right there. Like, I need, like... It just, it just, it just, it, 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 it made me, it made me really upset this week. Cause I feel like we're not learning anything. Like this is not a joke. This is not funny. Like, it, like even the memes that started out first were kind of funny. Then after that, I was like, ah, oh, they're not funny anymore. Cause why? It could actually happen, and that's not. Yeah, good. this is too close to it's home. Too close to home. Like we're literally living in a in a situation like that where you, you literally have someone who has no idea what the fuck they're doing. Now, could would Oprah technically be better than Trump? Yeah, sure. Okay. But again, it goes back to the scenario I had before. It's like it be something being better when something is this objectively like just this bad. It's necessarily good. You know, being better than Trump is not necessarily good. And, and, and that's what gets me. It's like to me. And, and, and the bigger thing too is this idea that somehow Oprah would easily win against Trump. I'm like, you had Hillary Clinton, who was literally the most. I will go. I you don't have to like her, but this what I'm about to say here is fact. She is the most qualified person who has probably ever run for president. She's the most qualified person who's ever gotten closest. I, I don't like who else. Like 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 I don't know. 
I don't, I don't, I don't know what I else can, you can look. You can make a debate that Colin Powell was more qualified, but he never got this close. Okay. Did Colin Powell run? That's what I'm saying. I'm saying for the proximity to the, to the chair, she's All the right. closest person yeah. who's ever been. She's the most qualified person who's ever gotten closest. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Did, wait, did Colin Powell run, though? Did he? No, never. He, but he never, even if he ran, he never, I know he never got the nom. Yeah. Okay. She got the major party nomination. Yeah. So it's like, yo, you're not, you're sure you're right. I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you Colin Powell. That's a good one. But again, hey, look, look, uh, a woman and, and I'm again, like we're splitting here. Like I'm not saying it to be. No, 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 you're right. You're right. No, no, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, but it, but it, it, it kind of still stands because you got a black man. Right. So it's still kind of, you know, it's, you know, Yo, I, they just, they would rather vote for a white man than insert demographic here. It's just like, so like, so even th- on that case, like people go, well, white women love Oprah yeah, until she starts talking about her politics. Nigga, look, <laughs> like, I mean, come on, guys. Like, what are we doing? We've we've been through this before. Like, and this is not this is not the way to run. The way to run and win is not to get a, a a bigger name, a more famous person to run. It's to say fuck those white votes who don't, who hate us. Yeah, and it's also to get down, down on people who make it up. Yes, and it's also to double to get into the nitty gritty as to what is going on and understanding how this stuff works. Like. The presidency is complicated. It is not just a figurehead. It's not like being the, you know, it, it's not like you, they, there is a lot of things that happen here and you're seeing this. You're honestly, honestly, if we're just being a figurehead that gets pushed around, uh, we'd be in way more trouble than we are right now. But the, but Republic, and, and that's actually why Republicans back Trump in the end. Cause they, at the end of the day, they go, Oh, well, at the very least, he'll be a Republican and we'll be able to get what we want. Well, technically they didn't. Like even the tax bill was just like one of those ones where they were like they all they all just kind of agreed they had to get something done because they couldn't end 2017 without anything. But that was it. Like look at the, what they're doing with their immigration debate right now. Like they're fucking they're they're deadlocked. They have no idea what they're fucking doing. So it's like you know it, it's the presidency has way more power and you know shit. Like look at the fucking uh, the judges. They are they're gonna they're gonna shape the fucking uh, uh, judicial branch for. A, a lifetime, like this is way more serious. And I need more people to take it fucking seriously. I just, I, I can't laugh anymore. Like I can't. It's not yeah. funny. It, it it just isn't. It just. It's dangerous. It's da- it, it, it's a hundred percent dangerous. Like it's it, it's very much the thing. So historically, every generation believes they're living in the end times because we all want to be the ones who do the pearly gates and say, "Oh, how'd you die, car wreck? I died in the apocalypse, motherfucker!" Mm-hmm. Like everyone wants to be able to do that. That post life brag. Without trying to like buy into that, like I guess human desire, um, we're living in a time that's more volatile with a greater capacity to destroy ourselves than any other time in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm there. They, I don't know if you're on Twitter or doing this. There apparently was an alert to Hawaii that a ballistic missile was headed towards Hawaii. It's just not a drill head for cover, and apparently it was a. A test system that fired and wasn't supposed. It was the, the the alert going out was a, a part of a test system that didn't mean to run. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, God, it's not funny. We don't, this is not the time. And I also think that there was a very interesting article I read a couple weeks ago that we've forgotten how to be afraid as a nation. Yes, because if you think about the time when our parents were our older generations, Cuban Missile Crisis, there were literally nukes and cute like people thought like they did drills in case the nukes came today. Kids did, kids did drills. They did. What you, 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 believe you could go to sleep and not wake up because a bomb could hit your house. We as a nation have forgotten how to be afraid because you watch it manifest in all our media and all this. We're, we're doing a good job, I think, communicating the national angst through our arts. But as a nation, we're not having the real conversation that 
Yo, this man has made us afraid of, for our safety as a people. Mm-hmm. I wake up, I grab my phone, I literally think to myself, what blew up? And I start scrolling through Twitter. That's, my, that's the first thing I do every morning. Mm-hmm. Because I want to, because I, I guess I, the article's right. I don't I was never raised, I was, I mean, I was born in 85. I didn't, I grew up in a time of peace and prosperity. The last 30 years, 32, have been largely, globally, particularly for us as against the world. That's why 2000, that's why September 11 shocked us so much. Because mm-hmm. we felt so comfortable and safe. And since then, we, we, we'll hear the occasional, this attack was stored, this attack was stored, or you'll see a bombing in Boston Marathon. But not large-scale death that other nations deal with. Not large-scale terrorist attacks that other nations, it's part of other nations' daily lives. Right. And now this man, this homoculus, this rect award <laughs> on the ass that has been the presidency. Mm-hmm. Has literally put us in a place. He, he people say he wants to turn the clock back. Sure, he wants to turn it back on equality, on civil rights. He's also turning it back on American exceptionalism and American ability to feel safe. I would. That's a Reuters poll I'd like to see. Do you feel safer right now than you did two years ago? Yep. Not not in your blog. Not in, as a nation, do you feel like we're a safer nation than two years ago? And were, and well, like, I, I bet the yes is about 37% because that's where his approval rating stands. And I also think it's funny you mentioned it, we don't feel afraid because even at that point, because you see a lot of people, you know, who will go, oh, you know, um, well, you know, maybe it's, it's, it's America's time, you know, chicken tongue coming home to roost. And I'm like, yeah, okay, but you, you live in America right now. So I don't think you understand what that means. America in 2016, we've been conditioned to think. Should 2018 now, or excuse me, 2018, we were conditioned to think we should not feel unsafe about our presence as a nation. Mm-hmm. In 2018, very much so. It's two <laughs> years. And that's how much we've changed in two years. What about two more? Right. So I just weird. Oh, also, I want to throw out there because I remember, uh, I don't think we ever did it, but um, I remember, definitely remember seeing when I was growing up, still having the commercials and the, you still had the, like, you saw the air raid sirens all the place and mm-hmm. um, they were the drills. And just to let you guys know, uh, being under your desk during a nuclear attack is not going to save you. So I just want to throw it out. But it will keep everyone organized. <laughs> it definitely does. It definitely does keep everybody. What organized. it does is, what, what that? I'm not. No, 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 no. So the psychology of this, I, I totally get the psychology of it. It just you look back at it, you're like, man, that seems. Too, but it like, it was a way to. It's kind of propaganda, but it also, like you said, keep people. Make me feel safe. The sirens go off tomorrow. Guess where I'm going to be? Under my desk. <laughs> That's all I know what to do. That's all I know. Oh, man. Yeah. So, all right. Let's move on. Let's get some uh, quick fire rants in real quick. And then we'll do, uh, we're not going to do Great Moments of White Pearl today because I think the beginning of this whole thing was Great Thank Moments Thank God. We're going to do a Do You Even Sci-Fi Bro instead. Um, no, wait a second. It's got to be one or the other, man. Come on. Come on. Come on. We got to do this. All right. Uh, let's see. So, I have this as my, uh, the Me Too con- uh uh, Me Too movement has no consequences. Uh, Tavis, Smi- Tavis Smiley announces new TV deal, and Five City Tour on what is acceptable in the workplace. This nigga. After being unceremoniously canceled by PBS in December and amid sexual co- mis- misconduct allegations, author and t- talk show host Tavis Smiley announced in a video and press release on Facebook Monday that he's going to debut a new inspirational show online and on the excuse me, World Network, which will uh, uh, which, which features programs by Creflo Dollar, Joyce Meyer, and others. 
The show is a, a weekly online series called the Hold on. The show, uh, weekly show, uh, weekly online series called "The Upside" with Tavis Smiley will celebrate the resilience and power to overcome, and to be debut later in 2018. It will also air on the World Network, one of the world's largest non-secular te- television show, network shows, a net- a television networks available in over 200 countries and reaching nearly 93 million homes in the U.S. alone, according to the Facebook post. In addition, Tal- uh, Smiley announced an international. Distribution deal, a new book, Leading by Listening, set to drop later this year, and a five-city tour to facilitate a national conversation on appropriate workplace behavior. Don't ever, I don't ever want to hear any dude or any media, because I saw that Andrew, I didn't read it, but I saw the Andrew Sullivan piece that was written basically saying that the, the excesses of the Me Too conversation and blah, blah. I never want to hear any dude complain about the excesses of Me Too. There's no consequences. There's, there's no consequences at all. No one's lost a fucking thing. They either go home with a severance package or they're like to have a smile. They get fired from one job and get – like this motherfucker got not just a new job, a new talk show. He got a book deal and he's going on a you, fucking you tour. You and I covered the singer stuff on here two years ago. Mm-hmm. And they're just now being like, well, maybe we take him off the X-Men shit. Yeah, maybe, maybe we, maybe we like, should stop what? making him a name. He pulled himself off of the fucking media tour for the last – or not for the last stand, for um, uh, Days of Future Past? Days of Future Past, yeah. Yeah. He pulled himself off that media tour because the allegation got so loud again. You didn't recommend him then. You just let him go away and let him reboot and come back so that this time we, we couldn't ignore it. And that's what it is. And they're going to make him go away. going to make all these people go away until we can ignore it again. I, I don't know if you got the link I just sent you. Elijah Dushku. Yeah. Go ahead just came out and, and, and shared her tale. I, I can't even talk about it right now. Mm-hmm. She was fucking 12. Yep. Sold by True Lies stunt coordinator Joel Kramer, a man who still works and recently was on Blade Runner 2049, Trek Discovery, Furious 7, and, and Westworld. Westworld. He does stunts for Westworld, I think. He runs yep. the stunts. Yep. 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 This is what, I mean. All these people. We got uh, Joe Franco. Uh, Joe Franco. Uh, um, uh, James Franco. James Casey Franco. Affleck. Yeah, James Franco. I was about to say his brother. It was uh, James Franco who came out recently. People have been asking him about those. It's like at least five women at this point. I will I will be honest. James Franco is the one where I'm just like, yeah, I can definitely see that. Again, do broke behavior. So it's, it's weird that you can like, – you don't want to stereotype anybody. and You don't want to um, make stereotypes and, 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 and assumptions. But like when I heard James Franco, I was like, well, I'm not shocked by that. Like, it's dude bro behavior. Like when you have the – Former dude bro as someone who's exhibited said behaviors in the past – yeah, I was like, yeah, James Franco, I can totally see it. Yeah, just like, yeah, okay, makes sense. Yeah, it just, come on, guys. Like, I, and I'm tired of hearing this. Like, again, he's not going to be any, he's going to still be in the conversation for Oscars. I'll, I'll say this. Um, I don't know if you saw, you see the Harmon thing this week? The Harmon? No. Dan oh, Harman? no. Yeah, I did, I did see that. Did I get into more details about what actually happened? Because I know. No, he, he, on his podcast. Oh. Gave 20 minutes of, he says, I'm not going to apologize. So I'll apologize at the end, but I'm going to give an account of what I did. And he tells it. And the woman who accused him at the end, she tweeted, she said, I didn't, I said, I listened to people said I should. I didn't expect that. And I never thought I'd say this, but I forgive you. Wow. Or not, maybe not for you, but I accept your apology. Wow. What 
Which it was, and, and you read it, and you hear, and, and hearing him talk, and, and I, we should link it in the show notes. But it was jarring because he's it's so honest that, and, and she said part of it was you just you being honest about it now. Let me know that things that were happening weren't in my head. As men, that's how you have to do it. Like, there's nothing. That's you can, the only way. That's, that's the, the, only, you're right, you're the way. only way you can do it. You can only say, "I did this stuff. It was wrong." You say, oh, it's hard. Oh, I'll be embarrassed. Oh, guess what the fuck? Guess what? It, it should be embarrassing for Dan Harmon, but it won't be. Mm-hmm. Because in the end, right, wrong, or indifferent, Dan Harmon will be celebrated for being honest. And, and, and that's another thing, too. It's like, he, there, there's still no consequences. Well, to be fair, he admits it in that. It's one of the reasons he lost community. Mm. He's like, I lost oh, wow. my job over this. He's like, oh, I lost wow. friends. I lost friends. Like, he's like, I, and I deserve to lose it all. Oh wow! I didn't know that. Like, mm. He's very like when I tell you, it's very open book. It's like almost to the point where you're reading. Like I feel almost, I feel like I'm intruding on their conversation. Oh wow! It's that raw and that good. And I'm not I'm not trumpeting him for apologizing. Right? I am saying that this is the bar now. That's the model. That's the model for. That's, that's gotta a, be the model. The first model is don't fucking do it. Yeah. Yeah. But if you've done it, and if this has been an awakening for you, and if you've decided that you really do you want to grow as a person and you really do want to be part of the solution this is what you do you don't do it and you can do it privately and I, but i would suggest to people if the allegations are public to do this publicly because there is power in it well like like there like you said power, like because there's other women who weren't affected by dan Harmon who've lived in a similar situation who can see this example and say wow that happened to me his admission that the shit that you did in these women's heads that these people gaslight and put in their heads aren't imaginary exactly it's empowering Exactly, and that's the thing. Making sure these women don't feel like it's just it's just them. It's just in their head. It's one of the things that happen with like you know, I can't speak on uh, sexual harassment, but like racism. Some racist mm-hmm. shit happens to you, and you're like, did that really happen? No, maybe I made it up. But, you know, you know, at the same time, there are people in my life who I've had very friend come like you know, you have those just super comfortable relationships. People may cross a line, and you don't say anything. Mm-hmm. But I've watched in recent years as they become more cognizant and grown as human beings, they reach out to me unprompted and say, hey, man, you know, there are probably things that I did or there are instances that I can stick in my mind that were wrong, that I should I reacted poorly, and I didn't, they all themselves apologize. And maybe I've never thought about it since it happened, but it still, it, it, it landed. Right. It mattered. I took that and I was like, okay, well, that's, you know, you didn't, you went, you did something you didn't have to do. And if you've been called out and you feel like you back into a corner, blah, 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 or you'll be embarrassed. Honestly, is it, was it, was it, was it, sunlight's the best uh, antiseptic. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, that's the first step is that we've all got to be honest with the conversation we're having. Absolutely. The same way I say about racism, like the biggest uh, impediment to racial equality is white people's uncomfortableness with acknowledging how fucked up the status quo is. Hey, men, that too. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's we've got to acknowledge this, and the fact, and 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 and, I, and I've t- I this on my show, and I'm saying to you, Chris, I think part of you and I's privilege is as men that the douche story can make us feel disgusted and upset. Mm-hmm. And I recognize that I'm not quote unquote a good person because I'm upset. I'm a human being, but the fact that it can still surprise me means that I have the male privilege that I still don't know. And I've tried to be as plugged in as I can be. I try to, to to know as much as I can. I still have no idea how widespread this problem is. Yeah, no. It, it well, it's like when it was you. I had somebody else. I don't, maybe it was you that I had on. We we were talking. No, it wasn't you. But I brought the same thing up. It was just the fact that like when 
think it was the Matt Lauer situation. He was, you know, <laughs> pulling his dick out and literally, you know, jerking off him and, and all these men. And I was like, you know, again, part of our privilege is you hear women say this. And when I heard a woman say that a man did this to them, I would believe them. It wouldn't be like, oh, no, you're making that shit up. Like, I would believe them, but I was like, I never knew it was this many dudes. Like, this you're is like, 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 that's a crazy outlier situation. And you right. have to do that in your head because otherwise you you start looking at people around you like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? It's like, wait, dude, you do this? Like, I thought that was just a joke. Like, you're actually literally pulling your dick right. out. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, that's not, that's not cool. That's not how this works. Like, it's, yeah, man. Yeah. So, um, we'll see. Well, like I said, there's still a lot of dudes out there who, um, don't seem to get it. Dudes in Hollywood who don't seem to get it. Yo, um, and dudes who've been called out in Hollywood who think that saying nothing is an answer. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not an answer, guys. And, and but the thing is, on the other side of it, they have no impetus because what do we say to start this whole segment? There is no consequence. There's no consequences. Tyler Smalley got a book deal. Got a yeah, book deal. And a new show. And, 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 a, show. And, a, and a touring show. Yeah, and a touring show. Just like it's, it's nothing. Nothing. Nothing comes from it. So. You're right. Uh, and uh, it's, I would not call this less terrifying news. I think it is more terrifying, but in a different way. More in a just like Australia is fucking terrifying. Uh, why are there birds now weaponizing fire? Excuse me? Yeah. Uh, Australian birds have weaponized fire because that's what we really need now is something else to make us afraid. Yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, let's see, there's a. Um, the research research paper. The paper argues that the birds might might well be doing this on purpose. Uh, uh, raptors, including the wh- wh- a whistling kite, are initially spreading grass fires in northern Australia. The paper argues the reason to flush out prey and feast. Black kites and brown falcons come to these fronts because it's literally a killing frenzy. It's a feeding frenzy because all these grasslands come small birds and lizards and things like that. The concept of fire foraging birds is well established. Raptors on at least four continents have been observed for decades on the edge of of big flames waiting out uh, scurrying rodents and reptiles or picking them through their barbecued remains. What's new, at least in the academic literature, is the idea that birds might be intentionally spreading the fire themselves. If true, that <laughs> suggests that birds like humans have learned to use fire as a tool and as a weapon, and we should all be very, very fucking afraid. Yeah, I don't know what to say about this one, man. I just... I ain't got a problem with birds. I know Michael Felder's terrified of birds. So this odor... <laughs> Um, trigger warning, I guess. Uh, um, yeah, that's that's not great. That's but <laughs> it's also like I feel like Hitchcock would run with this. Yo, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. This was. Yeah. I feel like Hitchcock should be really, really. <laughs> I feel like someone robbed Hitchcock. <laughs> the new Birds remake is just too fucking wonderful. No, I mean, it's, it's went too far. Too far. They went too Why far in those. Original ideas, right? Why are they, this? I don't understand. I don't like this idea. I don't. I don't. Everything in Hollywood's a reboot. <laughs> Oh my god, this is fucking hilarious! Oh, Firebirds, like this is this is this is what I honestly this guys like this is this is what happens like when the, the first of all Australia like I'm I'm sorry but no this is why Everything people go will kill you don't go <laughs> Australia will kill you just like you got Firebirds now man like fire, fire, the first person you ever get the house burned down by a bird yo this is gonna be oh, I just I got nothing man I got nothing I got nothing. So, all right. Um, I was going to cover the genuine thing, but I'm not today. I don't feel like doing it. I just want to say, uh, hey, folks, stop being homophobic and transphobic. There it is. That's all I got on it. I'm just tired of the shit. I'm just, 
And you know know. what? That's even directed at him. It's directed more at everyone having the conversation around it. Yeah. I mean, he was still Uh, transphobic a little bit. I saw the clip. Yeah, I never saw the clip either, but he he was still... I I finally saw it. Oh, you did? Oh, no, no. So here's the thing. We'll do it real quick. One, uh, she should never have tried to kiss him. That was just... That was out of bounds. And the only transphobic thing I think about him was he misgendered her at one point. I don't know. That was it, right? So it didn't feel malicious. It felt like accidental. Yeah. So, so. Guess what? And and I want to say this really quickly. People are all say, oh, I'm so afraid. You're going to screw up. Yes. The part is when you screw up, you take the correction, you get better. Yes. I'm afraid to, you got, don't be, what the fuck? Like, nothing's going to happen to you if you fuck up. However, if you fuck up and maliciously and you don't try to fix yourself, then we know what kind of person you are. You expose yourself. Yeah, so there's that. It's okay to screw up. It's not okay to not get better. Yeah. But everybody else that came out of it, oh, fucking bullshit. Oh, everyone talking around it? Fuck these people. This That's terrible. Like, I'm just tired of arguing. It's, it's one It's one of those things that I'm tired of seeing people pop up and want to discuss transgender issues. Uh, but they only care when it's something like this, and they know it's never when, like these men and women are facing some kind of violence. It, like, um, and not just just trans women and men, but also like there's that story out of I think it was Seattle where that you saw the story about the lesbian couple that were murdered and their kids were murdered in their home. No. Yeah, entire family slaughtered. These two men did it. And I'm like, so you guys never talk about that. You know, you never bring that up. Like Nipsey Hussle did the whole thing. It was, you know, that, that bullshit thing about, you know, he had the the image of the black men and go see and, you know, no violence, no homosexuals. I'm like, first of all, how do you know there's no homosexuals in that picture? You know, it's just. Right. You get, I mean, the numbers suggest that probably at least one or two of them are probably gay. But you can never know because, you know, how would you know? You can't look at somebody and tell them they're gay or not. Um, but also this idea that somehow gay people or transgender people have more rights than black people. I don't know. Like, show your show your work. Why is it? Why is it a uh, an oppression Olympics? I, I don't. Well, that's for, that's one. But I, I now at this point. So at this point, I must stop asking that, right? Because I've I've decided that this year I'm also going to start trying to combat people by asking follow up questions. So the follow up question of somebody says that uh, the LGBTQ community has more rights than Black people. My follow-up question is, what rights? Show me the rights that they have more than. Um, and what happens is they never can. Like I had this one argument with one, one dude, and he never could. He was like, whoa, was like, there, there's all these homosexual images on our TV now compared to black images. I'm like, all right, name the shows. Name the shows where there are more homosexual. Show me more homosexual relationships on TV than heterosexual black relationships on TV. Go. Show me. Or cishet, cishet relationships on TV. Go, show me. Show, show them to me. Let me see them. Never answer the question. Why? Because he has no answer. And so that's right. my way of combating this now is because just calling people stupid and going, you're wrong, and a person, like, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't. It, so now I'm like, all right, cool. Let's, let's have, let's, you know, let's do the, the, the Charles Barkley. Let's have a conversation. All right, cool. Follow up question. Show me. Show me the rights. What rights do they have? And do those rights cover black trans people? Do they co- cover dra- uh, black uh, gay men? Do they cover black gay women? Does it cover black uh, bi men and women? Like, does it cover them? It, it, it doesn't. Oh, okay. Then, then I. So, does that count as black people? Like, I, I have, you start to you have to start asking people these questions and to show them how stupid they fucking look. They tell themselves because they tell themselves because it's like you're 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 upset about this and you're asking these questions. 
but you honestly don't care about the answer. You know, and 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 also your question only pops up when it's something negative. Like I said, when these when these when these individuals are being attacked by the government, you have nothing to say. When or you're on the side of the government. What when when these people are killed, you have nothing to say. You you never see any of it. You only care when you want to try to paint this as some kind of idea that they have more rights than us, and you literally erase the entire black and brown community inside that community. So. Show your work. You want to just have a discussion. You don't want to be called an idiot. Fine. Show your work. Show me where you have uh, – show me where all these uh, homosexual images on TV, whatever the fuck that is. Show me where that is in our TV. Where? How many of them – I don't – like, what, what are they? Where, where – like, I, I, I will beg to say that if there is a show on TV starring black people – like, one dude tried to use Empire. I'm like, Empire's ratings are down this year. What the fuck are you using Empire for? <laughs> it's funny you use Empire but not blackish. The show that actually gets all these awards. Huh, funny. Interesting. You know? Every show you know, people go, oh, we missed the Cosby show. Well, you have blackish. What's up with that? Like, why is that different? Like – Again, these people telling themselves, and I'm just like, I'm tired of it. It's like, well, okay, show your work. Let's let's see, let's work, let's work it out like a math problem, all right? How many, how many, how many homosexual uh, uh, relationships are alleged on TV? Hmm? If a homosexual train leaves Philadelphia at <laughs> 20 miles an hour, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're on that train, how gay is your son? Because <laughs> because that's the other thing too. That's what it comes down to. I've also seen this as well. A lot of these, especially the men, comes down to their kids, right? So I asked, I asked him, I was like, so what happens if your kid comes up to you and says that he's gay? What do you do then? What do you do then? Because I'm like, okay, let's... It stops then because guess what? People kill their kids over there. Ah, yeah, well, there you, mm, yeah, there you go, right? You know, and so and then, then you... So, yeah. so, 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 you know, it, it's just this thing like, like the, the guy was like, well, you know, you're trying to say that the homosexual images on TV don't influence us, but yeah, they do influence us. You're trying to say that... So they try to, they try to spin it into... Images on TV influence people, so obviously seeing gay people on TV influence you. And I'm like, okay, me being influenced into buying a pair of Jordans the same as me being influenced into being gay. Like that's not how that works. In some way, yes, you see Jordan, you see, you see a celebrity wearing Jordans, you might want some Jordans, but guess what? Only if you like the way the Jordans look already. If you think they were ugly before, having them on a celebrity doesn't fucking matter. Just like if you if your son has feelings and is sexually attracted to other men, if he sees a gay relationship on TV, only thing that's going to make him do is maybe he'll feel more comfortable be, being out. So Man, maybe he'll be entire, a happy human being. You think about the mm, see? Yeah, no, don't give me yeah, this You know, maybe he'll be a happy human being. Maybe he'll be able to live his life and not like. So it's this weird thing where people also they don't want they don't want their they don't want their kids coming out. They don't want their kids. You know, being be seeing what it's like to be a happy homosexual, right? Um, but at the same time, you also get the same people in the same same threads. Will then argue also about download down, men on the download. I'm like, well, maybe that man wouldn't be on the download. How they get here? Yeah, maybe that man wouldn't be on the download if when he was a little kid he saw it, it normalized, you know, homosexual relationships on TV and realized that what he was feeling was normal. What he was feeling mm-hmm. was okay, and that he could be out and he wouldn't have to try to live an entire life. As a straight man, when he's really gay or he's bi or anything like that, like maybe you can fix that by letting people be happy and see the images. Like, sorry, like you can watch all the gay images on TV, you're not gonna all of a sudden start sucking dick. Like, it's just not gonna happen if you're not gay. Like, I, I just, it's just one of these things that I don't, I, I, it, 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 
when it's regular single people is one thing. It it really it really makes me sad when I see that it's parents. When I go to these it's profiles, yo, be a trash person on your own. Don't influence other generations to be trash. When when well, not just influence other people to be trash, but when I go to these people's pages on Facebook, said look at them. I want to see what the rest of their stuff they say on Facebook is. And I'm seeing the pictures of their kids, and I'm like, well, what happens if one of your kids is gay? Like, yeah, yeah. one one yeah. You're, one you're influencing you you're, you maybe you're influencing some cishet kids to also be. You know, homophobic and transphobic like you are, which is bad, right? But they can out, they 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 can unlearn that. Like I think a lot of us these days were raised. Let's be honest, we're raised by homophobic and transphobic parents. Like I know I was, so I can unlearn that, and I did unlearn that. It took me a while, I had to unlearn some programming, but I did that. So it's not good, but like you can get past that. I I, I see a lot of people in the LGBTQ community who had parents who were transphobic, homophobic, mm-hmm. queerphobic, and whatnot, and the emotional toll it took on them, even as a happy adult, it's still there. Like, and I don't think, and this is why I get start getting mad at the parents, you're damaging your kid if they're not what you think they are. Mm-hmm. God forbid your kid have a sexuality that doesn't fit in your narrow, sometimes religiously framed view. That kid is going to be scarred for life because they'll never be able to come to you and have a conversation with you or be themselves around the person that birthed them. And right now I'm talking to you on, on Facebook and you don't give a shit. You don't give a shit. Actually, I one dude came out and said he's openly he's openly homophobic, and I was like, "You have kids, man. What are you gonna do when your kids are gay? If your kid's gay, what, what did he say? He didn't say anything. Can't say anything. Oh no, my kid's not gay. He was like, how do you know? How do you know? Yo, man, it's like that's the thing. If that anything, gets- if anything, hedge your fucking bets. <laughs> right at the very if anything, you shut up and hedge your bets because your kid might be gay. Like you could think. Oh, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I want to I go back and find that, that video of the dude, the white dude who was standing outside the Roy Moore thing mm-hmm. where his, his, yeah, his, 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 his daughter committed suicide and he was homophobic and he wished he could go back and do it all over again. You don't want to be that dude. You don't want to be that dude with a, dead, with a dead child who's dead because they couldn't come to their fucking parent. Because they know their parent is a raging homophobe or a raging transphobe. You don't want that. Oh, and, and the last thing before we move on. Like I said, we weren't going to cover this and we ended up spending 10, 15 minutes on it. Um, <laughs> who are we doing the insane check, guys? Sorry. We don't have a, we don't have a limit. Like, shout out to the uh, Black Podcast Hub. I know people were like, yeah, how long is your show? And, you know, we like to give it an hour. I'm like, we just talk, yo. If it goes three hours, it goes three Some hours. Some of us on this network have schedules. Yeah. Yeah. We don't do that on the insane check. Um, but, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> Like I just like it. It just, the idea of like people have this idea that phobia is you're literally afraid of being touched by a homo, uh, by a homosexual. And like, no, the phobia isn't isn't like a physical fear. It's a fear of change. You're afraid of changing your norm. You are afraid of changing your viewpoint. You are afraid of your world view. You're afraid that you were wrong. You are afraid you were wrong. That's where the phobia comes in at. And so many people don't understand. 
that that's what phobia is. It's not, oh, I'm afraid. I'm not afraid of no gay person. I'm like, no, but you're afraid that they exist. You're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're afraid of understanding how words work. Hey, look, you're, you're, you know what? You're afraid your child is gay and what that conversation means and what your, the, the idea you have in your head of what their future is. You now are afraid that that no longer exists. You're afraid that you're no longer going to be able to meet their wife or you meet their husband if they're a woman or something. You're afraid of all this stuff now because now your whole entire viewpoint has to change. That's what you're afraid of. And yes, that is a phobia. And you need to understand that. It's just, yeah, man, it's just one of the things. It's, it just gets me, man. It, it, think about this: you see these people that have kids, and you're just like, man, you need to do fucking better. You need to do back fucking better. So, all right, last thing before we get out of here: do you even sci-fi, bro? And this is gonna be one that Deepom really, really loves. Meaning he's gonna hate me for it. All right, DUM Sci-Fi Bro, where we talk about uh, these issues. They've all been dealing with robots and sex robots because that's just what it is. Because fuck it, we're stupid. So we're uh, dealing with uh, you know stories that uh, show us that we as a people are just stupid and never really pay attention to sci-fi movies that told us that this is the future coming for us and it's all really really bad. So uh, this is something I've been talking about for a while now. I've been saying that we're going to see a change in the sex robot industry when this happens. So um. Now you'll be able to buy male sex robots, too, as artificial companions with bionic penises are going to go on sale this year. Well, we had a good run, man. Try to tell you guys this is the end of it. This is the, You didn't want this. You sex robot creating dude bros out there didn't understand that this is just your you, – you, this is a bad precedent. You just – you're fucked up. Male hey, what are we building here? Oh, don't worry about it. It looks, it's round. Yeah, it's round. What do you say about it? Don't worry about it. Hey, it's finished. What is it? Oh, it's a gun. We're going to shoot all of you. That's yep. us with this science gotten out of control. Yeah. Science, uh, male sex robots with bionic penises will be rolled out this year according to pioneer of pleasure behind the popular female version that dropped last year. Matt McMillan, founder of Robotics, uh, Robot, Robotics. Oh, God. You're such a, oh, God. You deserve to die. By a robot with a name like that. Sorry. I can't wait till he dies by a robot and we can't arrest anyone because he's not going to murder the person and kill a person. Uh, he's the man who came in. It'll be, it'll be labeled an industrial accident. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh. It's a man who came in a harmony, a artificial intelligent app that syncs up with a robotic head system. The application enables a user to match the AI's personality with a humanoid robot head to create the more realistic sex doll, doll imaginable. This is so fucking bad. Because is- everyone asked for that. Jesus Christ. Harmony allowed the Android companions to talk and learn and satisfy play, uh, customers' players. Satisfy customers' sexual desires. Currently, there are only female versions of Harmony of avatars and robotic heads, and they cost around 11,000 pounds. But Matt thinks that this, there's a demand for male versions. We're working on a male version of the robot AI. We'll eventually have a male and female platform available. Oh, God. You're killing me right here, Matt. You're killing me, man. Matt, whose firm is based in San Diego, California, previously revealed he had blueprints to create a male robot with his bionic penis. He said customers will be able to plug the robot in so they can go as long as the user wants. God, I can see the black mirrors. Matt's never seen a movie. <laughs> never seen a movie. That's what I'm learning. Matt's never seen a movie. So who's the first person to die by... But like I just can't. it'll be labeled an industrial accident. One of these fucking things is gonna snap his neck, and it'll be it'll be like, oh, a, a crane fell on him because that's what happens if a robot kills you. It's the equivalent of equipment malfunctioning. 
to sue. There's no recourse. This is a risk you're taking in your own home and your own lives. I, for one, welcome our robotic overlords. I do not. I'm not trying to die by. Cool. Oh, he is in. Um, he is not near me. Robots. <laughs> he said customer. Uh, let's see. On the size of his manhood, Matt said the male sex robots will come in all shapes and sizes. They're, they're rebuilding things to be done to happen on both fronts to create a male platform. We're working hard on that, and that's one of the big things we're going. We're looking to get it up and running. World leading AI researcher David uh, Levy told the Daily Star Online that male erotic cyborgs could be more popular than sex toys using vibers and dildos, you think? He said, I'm sure women will find robots equally appealing as men. If women are that interested in getting satisfied by a vibrator, imagine how the same women feel about having a robot that they can put their arms around them and have the robot squeeze them to death. He didn't add that. I did. Um, Matt was screaming no, 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 for- no, no, see, see, look, this goes wrong twice. Once, men, we are now obsolete. We're not needed. Two, what happens when she learns how to program that thing to attack to, to like to, to attack us? Because mm-hmm. oh, oh, they, no. they mod out the Sims. Oh no, 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 dude, 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 dude! I got the better, I got the better idea. Your wife gets a sex, uh, gets a sex bot. Now she wants to incorporate the sex bot in your sex life, in your relationship. She so now, now you're having a threesome. Now you're competing <laughs> with the machine. <laughs> This is basically the time the chess master like plays against the robot, plays against the computer. Oh my god! You're gonna have the you're gonna have the, the robot that played Jeopardy. Uh, you're gonna have those cuck, those cuck situations where the wife is getting fucked by the sex robot while the husband watches. Can be real about the stealing male porn star jobs? Oh my god! Yes, they don't they don't they don't matter as it exists. Yeah, right. Now <laughs> those eight. Eight guys are going to be out of work. Oh, uh, well, I mean, tell you, well, that's not necessarily a bad thing because that means I don't have to have what, what my man Lex was like trying to talk throughout the entire fucking video. So this, this well, let's hold, let's, let's hold off on that one. No one's, no one's here for you, Lex. <laughs> let's, 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 and, let's and, hold off. And on take that. the hat off. It ridiculous. <laughs> right. Let's, 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 let's slow down with that one. That might be a benefit right there. We're going to put that in the, we're gonna put that in the benefit. Like economic stability for an. <laughs> Let's, let's have a let's have a let's have a conversation here, right? So this means now, so, now so, male porn stars are stealing our jobs. So so no more so no more spitting into the vagina. Like oh, I don't know. Let's go let's go with this one. I, we might be able to. There might be a market for this after all, guys. Let's let's hear. Let's, let's let, you know what? Let's hear Matt out. <laughs> let's hear Matt out. God, listen, guys. I'm telling you right now, sex bots not a good idea. Not a good idea. You should probably. I'll go further. A bad idea. <laughs> right. Oh, again, no, so, no, no, no. I'm going to skip right past neutral and land straight and bad. So can, a terrible idea. Can you know somebody's then going to buy a male and, and female sex bot, put them together, then they're going to have their AI going to, going to, it's just, oh, this all goes fucking bad. How do you not watch sci fi? There's no, no good way for this story to end. It's no good way. Like, what's the next evolution? Somebody's going to, oh my God. You, they're basically creating sex slaves. This is not, we, like, this is one time when I do wish people went and watched all of Blade Runner 2049. Because it's literally what they were doing. Like, that's what Jared Leto's character was doing. He's literally creating Wait, sex you, bots. We've got time for that, though, honestly. You really don't. I, we need to, I just need to cut that part out. I'm just going to buy it. Yeah. I have that should it. be a gift. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to buy it out and just tell you that this is what Jared Leto was doing. He's literally creating sex bots. Like, just fucking bad. Anyway, guys. It's been the insane check, guys. <laughs> thank you guys very much. Again, I, I have to say this again. Thank you to everybody who signed up and got tickets for our um, Black Panther um, 
get together. It, it's going to be great. Like uh, even if you didn't get tickets, meet us for the the uh, the meetup afterwards. I, I can't love it. Um, also, make sure I sent a note. It should have been you should have gotten a, a note if you did buy tickets. We need to set up times for you guys to come up and meet us to get your tickets. Not now. I'll have some um, time set up over. Um, I might be getting the tickets either today or tomorrow. I'll have some time set up at the end of the month to start having you guys meet up to get us the tickets so that everybody doesn't try to get their tickets the day before. I need to give you a physical ticket before you're able to get into the showing at 1130. But we'll work that out. But just stay tuned and listen to that. Um, we have a character corner coming soon on Lex Luthor. Uh, all of our shows come back. We're gonna Obviously, we've been on Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. But uh, think – well, not all of our shows. Cause Legend of Tomorrow is on break until February. And Black Lightning is taking this spot first. So uh, you'll be able to hear – Shannon and the Doctor on that one. Deepom and I will have The Flash and Arrow coming back this week. Um, Ellis and Shannon and the Doctor have also have Supergirl. So um, we have that. And also this week is the uh, season finale of The Gifted, which is coming back for season two. So that means we'll be back next year with also The Gifted as well. So I can't wait for that. So um, we'll have the end of The Gifted coming up. So, um, But, folks, thank you guys very much. Uh, check out Deepom. Deepom, what do you got coming up on uh, Union Decision this year, man? Yeah, we've got um, you name decision. We're back. It's New Year. We're gonna have, uh, like I said, my old left tackle on this Sunday. So if you're looking for one that's gonna be a little bit less structured, a little bit more of me and a guest being very mean to each other. Like you understand, you played next to someone for four years. Like you, you have a really good friendship, <laughs> and uh, it's gonna be very entertaining. He was, uh, I was with him at the national title games. Of course, we'll be covering that, carrying through the NFL playoffs. And we're going to have a brand new, um, like kind of a series inside the pod where we're doing interviews once a month with people who are uh, very cool and interesting. And I'll be announcing the very first one, hopefully, this week on the pod. Awesome. So we got that coming out. Like I said, um, <clears throat> we're putting out more clips on Instagram from premium shows. I got a lot of premium shows already. Like, we still got one more episode of Black Mirror to put up. We've already recorded it. And then we have The Crown. I think there's something else. Uh, there's a Doctor Who uh, episode that's already recorded. I haven't put up our AVP uh, 2 uh, uh, nostalgia review. So we have plenty of premium stuff coming out. And then all this stuff is coming out for um, the Comic Book Club, which, by the way, we'll make some announcements on MT- on uh, the Instagram. And uh, also check out the uh, YouTube page. I have some new stuff coming up on the YouTube page uh, soon as well. And, um, yeah, folks, thank you guys very much for listening. And we will be back soon. So thank you guys. Peace.